It's Thomas Ferreira again uh, with The Hard Way, uh, just like Papa's podcast. We are back at um, the uh, Werewolf Bar. Uh, we have lost some friends. Apparently, the previous story bored them a bit. Uh, we have John here and Albert. How's it? One of us is being paid to be here, so that I don't even count. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Return to Patagonia, part two. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so when we last left, or, uh, left off, you had arrived in Buenos Aires. Your bike had arrived. You'd eaten about a million empanadas waiting for it to get there. And uh, you were still 4,000 kilometers away from when you were actually going to start the trip. Yes. Right. So let's, <laughs> let's pick up there. You got your bike out of customs. I got my bike out of customs. I've left Argentina. Ah, I've not left Argentina. I've left uh, Buenos Aires. And I've now arrived in Los Pampas. Right. That was the first. variously named town on earth. Yes. So I've, I've met, I, I just arrived in town. Been riding for like, you know, like 600 kilometers. Tired. I'm hungry. I take my helmet off and I just want to just light a smoke. I haven't even got my Wi-Fi or find Wi-Fi to find a place to eat. Just lit the cigarette and there's this dude on me. And now from South Africa, you like always like a little hesitant and you know what the hell do you want? But this guy starts speaking to me in Spanish. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know, but he, he says casa, casa, casa. And I kind of know casa, home, this, and it could be, you know, hotel. Do you need a place to sleep? And I'm like, no, 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 bro. Thank you very much. Um, in my broken two days of Spanish learn or a week of Spanish, which kind of got eliminated by all the alcohol I drank. So, um, and I'm just like, you know, don't worry about me, man. Thank you very much. But no, I feel like I'm being hustled here. Sure. And all of a sudden behind him, this woman comes with his two kids and eating ice cream. And I'm like, oh, it's a family. So, okay, let me like chat a bit. And the little kid whose name is also Thomas, he translates a bit because he's going to English school. Oh, very cool. few people, as I think I've mentioned before, but uh, very few people in South America really speak English. Um, big cities is different, but, um, you know, Spanish, that's the way. And um, he kind of translates and says, like, uh, my dad would like to invite you to our house. You know, I'm like, first down the trip, we've heard the rules, you know, eat like locals, mm-hmm. drink like locals. I mean, should stay with locals. Okay. So I'm like, all right, helmet back on. He goes around the corner, gets his little bucky, and we cruise out. And the tar road turns to gravel, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, we've seen these movies. Right. And the gravel goes through darker. <laughs> and there's no chopping a knife in the back of the bucky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, just like lots of helmets in the back, motorbike helmets <laughs> crushed up. <laughs> and I'm, I drive in the light, you know, street lights disappear. And... Now, I've only been in, I've been, luckily, I've been to South America. Uh, I think if I just come from Argentina or Buenos Aires, I would definitely have turned around. But you kind of go like, it's not favela. It's not like a crazy, it's not a shitty place. It's just mm-hmm. that's it's third world, same as in South Africa. Just there is less violence there. Yeah. And um, anyway, get to this guy's house. He's got this little pool. He, uh, he tells me to just jump in. So I jump in, cool down. Um, he brings out a couple of beers and we start chatting. And um, uh, we, oh, sorry, we don't actually start chatting. He comes to fetch his computer, puts it up, Google Translate. And we just start <laughs> having this chat over Google Translate. So I speak and translate. And it's very rough and it's quite, it's quite, 
broken, but it's quite interesting talking about the kid wants to be a like sports star and uh, the, the mom does this and then he finds out I'm a photographer and he's like, oh, I'm also into photography and he runs and gets a little camera. I used to be a photographer. And the wife, it's, this is in the middle of the night. Hmm. Um, and other than, uh, unlike uh, Buenos Aires where we went to party at you know, six, eight o'clock in the morning, it isn't, they don't stay up necessarily that late. They've already eaten, so the wife actually goes in the kitchen, finds some whatever she has, and starts making me food. And uh, I, that night, I mean, he, I drank all his beer. He, he drank wine. They were just like they, the house was mine. It was the most amazing experience. This is my first night. Right. So it's incredible. This place. Yeah, I'm like, there's no better way to start a trip like that than this. Totally. And it's kind of what we were saying in the other podcast and stuff. You know, that's why you kind of want to. You don't want to stay in the Marriott and yeah, be open to stuff for happening. Yeah. So it's super cool. You know. End up at the uh, end the night off, go to bed. Um, the next morning, I wake up and uh, I had to clean my bike a little bit, chat to them. We have some breakfast and a mate tea. Um, and I had this little pink. I actually, only when I went through the photos, I was like, why would you have a little pink one? Because when I drank it, I think I thought, oh, for the kids, but it's caffeine. So it couldn't be for the kids. Or maybe the kids just have caffeine. I don't know, <laughs> like, right. but it's super strong. So anyway, have a mate. The, the mug was pink or the, the Yeah, the, the little mate itself? holder. No, no, oh, like this right. little pink like little, little baby kid. Version. Yeah, like what you would give a kid mm. to drink his juice out of, but mm. it's a very strong um, uh, tea. Right. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I'm like, thank you very much, this and that. And I kind of, I think it was just random. I'm like, what do you think about the weather? There was a little bit of clouds in the sky. And I, I asked him about the weather and he goes, yeah, it's, it's probably, um, it's probably going to rain, you know? So I'm like, no, can't be. And he's like, yes, I, I, I hope it's audio. Wait, let me just see if the audio works on this. I asked him the question and, um, uh, we can dub it in if it doesn't work, but, mm -hmm. Acá se vienen tormentas muy huracanadas, eh, mucho granizo últimamente. I'm looking up and I really can't believe this is going to happen. And all of a sudden, my watch is linked to my phone, goes storm warning. Oh, and I'm like, okay. And so I check the weather and literally, Five, less than five minutes, this storm rips through this town. It's like the, I, I have videos of it, like just trees bending and hail. And I mean, I would have been screwed on the bike. Like wow, this. So I'm, I'm like, wow, thanks, dude. And that local knowledge, and it, I would have never seen mm. this coming. So did you stay with him? Yeah, so I'm staying there with him, drinking more mate, this and that. The storm finishes, and it's quite a while. And he's like, no, just stay another night because if you leave now, the next town that I wanted to get to is too far. So I'm like, cool. He's like, get dressed in your civvies and we're going to go to town. So I'm like, cool. So we get in his little bucket and he drives through town. He's basically the mayor of the town. Everyone knows him and he's waving at everyone, like kind of almost showing me off as well, like talking to his friends. And right. you can hear he's kind of speaking about photography and this and that. But anyway, awesome night. Ach, day. Oh, hold on. So you, yeah. you leave his Wi-Fi. So how are you chatting now once you go into town? Like, do you still have... No, just, it was the child that was translating most Did of it. But no, 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 you just kind of blah, okay. blah, 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 so blah, like that. And you're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> he, he has a bit of English, but it's very broken. So, sure. um, 
in, yeah, we, we just basically just chat. Sure. We had to go to the bank. Four drinks later, it shit. doesn't matter. Exactly. So anyway, I go through the day. I stay at his house and um, I don't think, I don't know if I told him the story or not the night before. It might have been more than four beers. And he's like, no, you got to stay tonight. It's the 29th. Gnocchi. So oh, like, right. Oh, you mentioned this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my gnocchi. And Episode then, one. Traditional gnocchi. Exactly. With Traditional gnocchi with the little note folded and they yeah. did the same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Awesome. So just a great um, start on my trip. Um, so is he just like a super nice dude? Yeah, that's it. He just saw like a traveler and he's like, cool, come over. Yeah. And also his kid's studying English. So let's get a Some native speaker to come over. And, and, and yeah, like at the time, were you identifying as a, you said you identified as a photographer, not like, I own an adventure store in Cape Town. No, no, no. I think it was, it's, it's an easy thing to explain sure. why you're here traveling, taking photos. Cool. Um, it, people are people there to be take, like, the, take a photo of that. Yes. And they yeah. can show you where to go. And uh, you're there to look at the beautiful country. Sure. You know, it's, yeah. I think uh, it's kind of, that. they just dig yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so totally. they, then they go, oh, you must see that mountain, this place. You must take a photo of these churches. They, you know, you just, whatever. And I think we got to put that in just a tip. If someone asks you, is you're somewhere, if you're, like in a different country and someone's like, so what do you do? Like, what are you doing in, in wherever it is? It's mm. like, man, I just like love the culture. I just want to like learn everything I can about this place. Not like, oh, well, you know, I own a retail store in Cape Town yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know, like. That's a good tip. Yeah, no, that is true. Like, you know, because they are there for seeing the beautiful stuff. And uh, yeah, if you just. If you let that be known. Yeah, people will they will. Yeah, they will take you places. They'll send you their cousin and friend. And mm. yeah, so. Um. I, I'm now the next morning, he drives me to the edge of town, shows me the way, get a nice little selfie together and I'm off. We actually, you know, exchange numbers, Gustavo, and we, uh, I would chat to him through the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, now in America, I'd now driven through Arizona and all this winter. So I've got all the warm gear and everything. I'm, I, and I wasn't prepared for the cold and now I wasn't prepared for the heat. <laughs> right. Now it's turned. I'm on the other side of the, the equator and it is brutal. Right. Um, I've done some riding in South Africa, but not really gone into the, you know, into Hot Namibia parts. and yeah, some. Yeah. Sure. Like, so I hit this road, you know, a couple of thousand kilometers, hundreds of kilometers later and I'm just boiling. It is crazy hot. I, I, I need fuel in this little town no one's probably ever heard of. I rock into this town. I'm drenching once again. Guy fills my tank, starts speaking to me Spanish. I speak English, but somehow we, this way or that way, you know, south or north. I'm like, I am from the north going south, you know, pointing. Right, and it's, right. it's, I go inside, I bought some food, sat outside and it's great because there's no one else there. So it just, it's just me and him. So he comes, sits with me in the shade. We shared a little Jiso and this and that. And he goes, he looks at me and he's just like, shakes his head. He's like, no, 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 come with me, come with me. And I, but leave your stuff. So I go around the corner. And I mean, I, all of these stories kind of sound like Again. bad movies. <laughs> yeah. South Africans going like, no, 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 maybe you're still here. Listen, the, the podcast is another hour, so I'm not dying until then. So. <laughs> Just, I don't want to give anyone a heart attack. Um, I go around the corner, he picks up this massive hose and he just says, stand there. And he just opens this industrial hose and just waits me. And that's like 
full of my helmet, my boots, just sprays me. He's obviously seen bikers come past, right. or maybe he's a bike, I don't know. He yeah. just sprays he me. Knew. Yeah, bottom to top, I'm like, oh, you know, gracias, gracias, gracias. And I'm like, cool, on the bike, head out. Must have been 40 minutes and I was dry again. <laughs> but it helped. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was such an awesome, mm. uh, like you just saw my dis like absolute despair. <laughs> so what, how hard does it get out there? It was easily above 40, but it's also like, a, it's 40 is always, you could say some bearable 40 mm -hmm. and then some not. That was just unbearable. I don't know. All my kit's black. My bike's black. You just, oh, it's just okay. cooking you. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. black. You just absorbing it's just all a the bad, heat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in no shade. You yeah. know, I mean, you can open the visor, you can open every zip, but it just doesn't help. Do you ever go like L'Oreal ad and take off uh, and take off the helmet when you're around no one on a road? Or... I know it's so, illegal, but in America they do it. There's they fought legal battles over the the right to take off your helmet. No, um, <laughs> there's, there's a reason you wear helmets. I just want to say like there's two two things to that story. So no, I've never taken my helmet off, mm -hmm. uh, and two. There's nothing L'Oreal about me. <laughs> There's no hair to pop it off and yeah, get yeah, the, the wind in there. Maybe the beard, but definitely no L'Oreal <laughs> hair in the wind. Fair I would enough. just, and I, I think my, my bald head would just, it would just cook in there. So no, um, in America, I saw a lot of guys, uh, They'll ride their bike in one state, hit the state line where the rules change, mm -hmm. and literally they have a helmet on, on a highway, yeah. stop, take it off, and con go, continue going. And I'm like, Darwin, yeah, Darwin. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I, I, I can imagine, like, when we motocross and stuff, a helm, no helmet, it's nice. Sure. Well, not motocross. I mean, on a little motocross bike when I was young, that mm -hmm. was fun, but like like on a quad the bike, maybe on a quad bike on the yeah. farm, not on a going highway. slow. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Sure. <laughs> I'm thinking, but no. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, uh, it's so hot. Okay, wait, hold on. That leads me. So this is actually important. <laughs> so my L'Oreal was, I took my jacket off at least. Okay. So I took the jacket off, um, put it on the back of my bike, underneath my camera equipment. There was a cool photo. I stopped took the bag off, took the photo, and the wind came, scooped my jacket up, dropped it in the road, and an 18-wheeler truck comes oh, and just no, goes. No. <laughs> and that's like an And another one comes. <laughs> and I think the one guy maybe tried to break or something or it got stuck, and jacket, gone. Oh, it's like it pulled in into the axle or something and it's ripped. Pieces. Oh, hectic. It's got this orange um, uh, protective yeah. layer, D3O, inside of it. And the, it's soft when, it's just soft when it's on the body and when it gets impacted, it goes hard. It's destroyed. Right. Like, it is smashed up. <laughs> the most stuff. important part, basically. I'm, I'm like, okay, second or third day, I don't have a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Patagonia. We spoke about how difficult it is to get here. So anyway. Are you carrying suntan lotion? I do. Okay. Also, good tip. Yeah. <laughs> always have suntan lotion. With a chrome dome, it's, uh -huh. I mean, surely you just always have suntan lotion. Yeah. No, you have to. And anyway, so now I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty pissed off. So I put it on the back. I can't really get it on because the, the, the plastic is melted and the zips are melted. So even putting it on, it's like, it's hurting me. You, now I'm driving into night. 
the temperature drops, the temperature starts dropping. I'm on the opposite side of the thing. I've got a little bit of sunstroke and <laughs> this and that, and now I'm cooling down too fast. Anyway, past that, I drive into this town gas station. They sometimes have free internet or you know pay for you know 100 mm. megabytes or something. I stop there, just got to breathe. This dude walks up to me. Same thing. <laughs> casa, casa. I'm like, ah, uh, me, Tom. He's like, English? I'm like, English, yes. <laughs> He's like, you ride bikes? Yeah. I also ride bikes. He says, I also ride bikes. And I actually look down and I see he has a BMW t-shirt on. Ah. He's like, do you have a place to stay? I've got a mate that rides with me that manages a hotel. I can get you good rides. I'm like, awesome. Cool. <laughs> Well, you, you look like you've been hit by two 18-wheeler trucks, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yeah. And <laughs> Basically in tears. Yeah. Yeah. He must be like, this guy needs help. Yes. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. So he takes me to the hotel. He sees the jacket. I tell him the story. He's like, look, tomorrow morning, call my buddy. He works at BMW. Go down there. It's the only place you're going to get a jacket. I promise you from here to wherever you're trying to go and further. There's no jackets. You're not going to get it. Right. A proper jacket. Sure. You know? Okay. So I'm like, cool. Sleep in a bed that's quarter my size but that's okay wake up the next morning uh go for breakfast go to a bmw walk through the place they don't have my size they said they might be able to get one from their warehouse or something so i wait 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 they bring the jacket i fit it on okay cool uh i need to do something on my phone i don't know if it was transferring cash or something i'm like chilling i'm like cool i take the jacket i put it on the counter and i'm like yeah i'll take it and she's like, no, we closed. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, it's one, it's lunch. I'm like, I'm in the shop. They're like, yeah, but our accountant's left. Oh my God, Spanish people. They're the worst. It's like, it's siesta now. Don't you understand? I was like, but I want to buy this like way overpriced 10, 20,000 rand jacket. Yeah. I'm like, no, no. Siesta. I'm like, okay, can you send me to a place that I can eat? I'm like, cool, just down the road. So I ride there, I get there, sit down. It's quite fancy, I think. Because it's a BMW, they sent me to something more fancy than I should have. <laughs> I sit down, I'm like a little frustrated, and I'm like, just give me a fucking cerveza. And, you know, because I'm not angry at them as much as I'm angry at myself destroying my jacket. Sure. But obviously, it's their fault. So, anyway, <laughs> I sit down, I open my BMW, look next to me, there's the whole table of BMW sitting next to me having lunch. The accountant's like, hey, yeah, hey, come on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm paying for your lunch. <laughs> but anyway, I wait for them to finish lunch. I have a coffee or two. I go back, I get my jacket and I'm back on. Okay. So this is, was this the moment that you mentioned in the last uh, part in part one, where we talked about the, the, the choices of, of um, bringing a, a bike from America or mm. buying your bike in South America. And you saw the price That's of it. the BMW. Exactly. It was the same place. Yeah. The same, same bike, but not as cool even not the well not the one i want no but yeah it's not the adventure bike right yeah have you listened to my podcast <laughs> a little bit you're that one guy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we so yeah that's where i saw it It was like forty thousand dollars or whatever i can't remember but it's, it was ridiculously uh, overpriced so exactly that's where i saw it it's also the only bmw dealership that you would find anywhere in argentina other than in buenos aires so that once again, I've got to get the jacket. No offense to BMW guys, but now I look like a BMW <laughs> um, fanboy. Did you yeah. cut off the badges? I did later on. Yeah. 
Hey. But I'm not going to say that because maybe we get a sponsorship. Fair from enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. it's not like you're writing a meme, brother. I am. It's just too many. Lots of logos. I, I, think if, I think for me, it's like, I don't know why, but I don't want KTM boots, KTM pants, KTM yeah, yeah, jacket, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a KTM. I don't want none. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't want everything being branded KTM or BMW. Yeah. yeah. KTM, if you're listening, this uh, podcast is available for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you just look like you walked out of the dealership sure, versus yeah. you're a rider. Now, I have just kind of worked out the dealership, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to look like that. You guys, it's yeah. part of the whole branding, totally, this and that. Totally. You just, you know, if another rider yeah. has got all the kit that he's had for 300 years and this and that, and you just don't want to be like, hey, I also ride. Yeah. <laughs> I won't take I've got Harley Davidson sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I even had a note here dressed like a BMW fanboy. <laughs> um, uh, can I get you guys another bit? Yeah, please. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's what's weird is that like if you anyone you know who's Italian, they'll have like fifteen items of Ferrari clothing. Yes. And they'll wear them all at the same time. You know, like, yeah. like leather jacket, shoes, whatever it is. You know, like. So you just took my Davide now. <laughs> I don't know what he wears. No. But it must be. It's is there, is that true of other bike brands like Harley Davidson, for example? Like, because there are a lot of fanboys who aren't really riders who'd buy a Harley Davidson because they're having a midlife crisis and maybe they've got a leather jacket. Like, is, is there a point where real riders go like, eh, that's too much? Like, you're trying too hard? Or can you not try too hard as a Harley Davidson driver? <laughs> I'm going to get beaten up by a Harley <laughs> yeah. Davidson. First, we made, didn't we, make, we made fun of like Surface the other day and now it's this <laughs> and we're just going to have no fans. Dude. That's, 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 that's what that's called. That's what we we should check where that drop off was in the stats. Maybe that is when we just offended somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All the surface. Nope. <laughs> it's a hard way in every which way. That's why. Yeah. Um, I think with BMW, so Harley's brand has exceeded or surpassed or whatever the, the riders. You yeah. don't need a Harley to have a Hollywood Davidson, Zippo, Jacket, yeah, sure, all sure. that stuff. They've become a bit more of a brand. And I like guess. A lifestyle brand, basically. Exactly. Like almost like jeeps clothing mm. they actually built they try to build the jeep brand people that don't have jeeps buy cheap clothing sure. i think with bmw it's a little different i don't i don't see guys the motorbike stuff not necessarily the car stuff yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. much about that but i think the motorbike stuff you're a rider if you're wearing bmw riding stuff right i i think yeah the other thing that they do well is um your bike is say twenty thousand dollars your kit's going to be another ten to $20,000, whatever. I mean, this is not the extreme, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of money to put out. Where if you go to BMW and you buy all of it, they'll give you a, finan- a finance plan or whatever. Right. Know, so you can pay it off. Sure. Where if you go to a normal bike shop and buy a Klim kit that is as expensive or not more, you have to pay now. Sure. You know, so that's a nice thing about BMW. And that is, I think, why guys buy that. And it's good gear. Hmm. I was about they to say, this stuff's legitimately... It is a legit gear yeah. as well. It's just, for me, it's the look. Sure. Um, and they are working on that. And there is some cool stuff. I saw the new riding boots. They're mm-hmm. excellent. Send them. <laughs> <laughs> BMW, if you're listening. Preview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's um, it's just the image thing, I guess. Yeah. I think if you rode the Dakar, it looks super cool. Yeah. Being kitted out in you, the big you brands. You also don't wear uh, Not branded... Much. T-shirts no. with big ass logos on Mm-mm. them and all that kind of thing. Mm-mm. But apparently, that's there's a side effect of being in marketing team. Told me I have to. <laughs> oh, really? What, like a just like puppet t-shirt yeah, all yeah. the time. 
Yeah, we're going to go for Lumo colors mostly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to go be on. seen. Like go it. away. Yeah. Neon um, green. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think that, so, yes, there. So I'm leaving town. I've got my BMW uh, jacket. Um, it's too late to head to the next town. So I stay over at the, the guys at the Ryder Hotel. Mm-hmm. Party a little with the guys. They take him to this nice steak place. It's I'm splurge a bit because like they're chatting and sending me the route, and I'm like, look, this is probably gonna be the last like lack of steak you're gonna have after this. Basically, I know it's going to be ham and queso, ham and cheese, and drip drop that takes me all the way to um, quite far. Right. Well, this is what I'm thinking because sure. I'm going a little bit out of um, bit off the route down because they're sending me to cool little riding spots and this and that. So I rode a couple of days, fast forward. Um, I end up um, back in, uh, Abel, uh, what's it, El Balson, where I arrived at one night where the big soccer match was on my first trip. Yeah, right. Yes, so yes. I'm back in that town, but it's daytime, so You were big, wearing the um, white colors for their for their The team. wrong colors, yeah, I was in like- The wrong color black and they were in red. No, actually the right colors, but it, I could have been wrong. <laughs> right. If I was in the wrong time, my black kid wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, so football's replaced by bands in the day. It's a super nice little town. Have a, a beer, have some food, go on. Uh, go a little bit way off track where, where the guys have told me to go. Um, and I, I end up up in the mountains and I kind of look over this town. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned before, I use this, I, I use a bicycle app. So, oh, no. so what I do is I like, I, on this trip, I, I, I would, I, rather than a motorbike app or this, I actually use the bicycle app. For like Because a lot of, it's not quite Strava, um, mm. um, it's two apps. Also Me Maps or Maps Me works really well on the bicycle um, function. Mm-hmm. So it would give me, all the little back routes. Now, you know, I didn't want to be oh, on the highway. Right, yeah. stuff. Right, yeah, but okay. not motorbike stuff because the motorbike stuff has to kind of be a real motorbike ride. Yeah. It can get you in trouble, I guess, yeah. but... Um, Destroy so a couple of I'm mountain doing. bikers just going about Well, yeah, you, yeah. Some, some tracks can get very tight, but mm-hmm. so I'm using that, I get back to, um, I look down in this town and I'm like, I don't know why, but I have this nostalgic feeling about this town. And I'm like, I'm gonna, let me go down into this town. And I drive into this little town and it's a skill. The skill is where I went to that steak restaurant and oh, I right. met the couple and where that backpacker technically was in the restaurant at the same time as yes, me. Yes, so yes, I'm you like, by chance met up with that guy. Yeah, again. so I'm like, screw amateur and drop job, steak night again. Nice. <laughs> go back in the town. Um, so your road route is very closely following your previous trip. Yeah. Remember, I also said it is kind of that one road that yes. goes down. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you kind of have to go there. Um, the What I could have done is gone on the east coast, but it's super boring. It's, 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 there's nothing on the route. West coast? Uh, I'm now technically west right. of Argentina. Right. So I'm going on the uh, east side of the Andes, but I'm on the west of Argentina, yeah. um, and the east would be on the coast. The the so right. it's boring. It's agriculture. It's interesting that the coastal road is boring. Well, it's not boring, but you're in South America for the Andes. 
Either right. You right. know what I mean? That's the landscape. Oh, you so want. is it like a flat plain on the east side? Yeah. It's just kind of like dull. Mm. The mountains, maybe. I wouldn't say it dull to anyone that's listening that's from Argentina <laughs> from the coast. I love you guys. <laughs> I love all my fans. <laughs> There's <Inside>. none. <laughs> I think but, there was one in South America on the stats. Was there? Uh, I think you're making it up, but I like it. I'll take it. Guy. I'll take what I can get. So, Gustavo. and also, later you'll find out why as well. So I'm writing down and um, I'm now in the little town. I actually tried to contact the guy that I was there, but either maybe one of our numbers changed, oh, his number changed or something, but I didn't get a hold of him. Um, what are you doing? I'm trying to catch a fly. I'm trying to concentrate. Here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make um, a note about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, uh, you, you totally threw me off now. Anyway, I'm using the bicycle app again. So I get out, I get to this little small town. And I actually remember another trick that, um, and also through the heat, crazy heat. I remember this little other trick um, that Owen told me. It's like if it's super hot, just go to a gas station, wherever, get ice and then fill all your pockets. Um, cause right. the bike, the, some of the jackets has like a pocket in the back, but you've got loads of pockets. Right. So I just took all my gear out and just pack it full of ice. So everywhere you go, you just get some ice. Wow. You buy a beer, they'll give you ice. It's not really, and you just ride and it. The first five seconds is like, it's quite freezing. Mm -hmm. And then it just starts melting and it's actually, it's awesome. Sounds rad. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I was like, it's, it's not going to last that long, but and you just, just for try that. out. Oh yeah, now you like this. Wow. Yeah, and then you try to do it in the next town. Anyway, so I'm like on this bicycle track, this and that. I got to get fuel before. So every now and then you got to get back on the main road. So I drive into this small town. I quickly get fuel. I stop at this little bar. I see there's some bikes at the top, but I don't want to sit with them. And I stop at this little bar. I'm in shop and get myself an empanada, <laughs> <laughs> and I get myself a beer. And I see these two bikers go past, and another two bikers, and then this one lone biker go past. And we always wave at each other. All the bikers, you always wave at each other. Right. It was like the Land Rover Club. Um, and two minutes later, this dude pulls up, and he's like, hey, do you mind? I know I, I, I drive solo as well, but do you mind? There's two places here. There's the one with the 10 bikes and the one with the one bike. And I said with you, I won't bother you too much if I, can I buy you a beer? <laughs> can we sit alone together? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can, can we be the lone rangers? It's not how it works. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> two of us. Exactly. I hope you mic that up nice. Um, so the guy sits down. I'm like, yeah, no problem. He's like, I'll buy you a beer. I'm like, usually I won't have more than one beer if I ride. I'm like, all right, cool. Rob. Rob Blue is his name. Blue. This is American kid from Chicago. I say kid, but he's not a kid. Um, not that you're old, Rob. Uh, yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> he sits down, American kid, blonde, good looking dude. And we start chatting and about riding and this, and we just hit it off. Like, it's just like, you know, maybe we've been on the road too long, but we hit it off and we start chatting and he's like, and we're like, one more beer. We'll eat another empanada and we'll soak it up. One more beer. And we, we end up flattening this dude's stock of beer. We're at this point, we've now decided we're not going to ride. Well. Sure. So we're like, we're now like the sun's starting to set. We got there for like just before lunch. 
<laughs> we have ripped through this guy's beards. We have had the best chats about life and how he had to leave. Oh man, I should say too much. You never know who listens to these things, hey? But he left Chicago for people. specific I'm reasons. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking rude. <laughs> No, but he's such a good dude. And, and, and we just have, he has his stories. I have my stories. It's just awesome. And we are so motherless that we barely can push our bikes across the road to a motel. <laughs> like, like to, I mean, I would have, I can imagine these like Spanish people just sitting there and looking at us like, you fucking gringos. You know, it's just. Probably filming you like, weak. this is going to be great. Yeah. Just wait, one of them's going to drop it on Especially, it look, must be like a, you know, moment out of a like movie. Like, I feel like it's like Wolf of Wall Street where he thinks he drives his Kuntash home. <laughs> yeah. And then you see like the real version. I feel mm. like it's like that. Like you probably just like drag your bikes. Yes, dude. We are like, plus get back into the hotel's bar. Get a get a meal, keep drinking. Eventually, like the whole town shuts down. We're trying to walk up like kilometers up and down, finding a place. Nothing's open. We got to call it a night. Rob was very adamant to get his own room. <laughs> and bikers usually are cheap, and he's just like, "No, we, we know each other, but we're not not like that." You know? Yeah. Right. So, okay. Cool. We're both drunk. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It was amazing sitting with him because he was like, and this is kind of. Why I mention him and talk, talk so much about him is he's been riding around for like three years now. Right. Just he, he works remotely before all everyone in the world started working remotely, traveled the world, meeting beautiful women, drinking good booze. He's been through uh, South America a couple of times, Europe, or I don't know, everywhere. It's like travel. And he, he was like, where are you going? And I'm like, no, I want to get down by the 16th on, of this date in Ushuaia. And then I hit up and bought and he's like, Dude, that's like too much writing. You mm. can't. You can't write like that. It's like you're gonna miss so much shit. What are you, you? What you're rushing towards is what you're basically gonna see. You know what I mean? You, I'm yeah. rushing to go to, to to get this thing. Right. But I'm gonna miss everything on the way. Right. And have the bit. You know, miss that part. Four thousand or whatever kilometers of beauty I'm gonna miss just to get to a place to turn back and, and go to have a, a big impressive weird. number. And he's like, look, you don't have to make it to Alaska. You stop halfway, quarter way. Stop now. Doesn't matter. Like, don't rush. It'd be such a, like, I was like, oh, what am I rushing for? You know, I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I, it's not like I'm doing this for anyone else. Sure. It's like, if I don't make it to Alaska, I'm going to disappoint all my, you know, my, my fans or my family or my friends. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to care. Ewan and his buddy already, you know, they're doing the big. I'm going to disappoint numbers. Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> taking care of that. <laughs> Yeah, they'll do it. They'll have a TV show. Somebody, you know, he's just like relax, just have the best time. And that, I think that was like in the afternoon, right? And that's why we drank so much. I was like, yeah, why are we rushing? Let's stay. Anyway, next morning, typical solo riders. Morning, hey, morning. You good? Coffee, cool. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> we did get each other's numbers, so we have chatted. Um, it's nice to have kind guys that he had an issue in. Peru before with his bike and you know if I get to Peru I can if something goes wrong he'll tell me where to go it's always good to have the the backup numbers sure but he's also in a BM yeah an older version but I think it was a 1200 okay well. yeah I know I'm realizing that I'm gonna be messing up your uh, social media posts here but I would love to see some of the, the pictures that you took with the people uh, on this trip good work no? 
there isn't actually that many. There isn't really that many. It's, it's, it's... I want to see Gustavo. I, I'll show you Gustavo. Cool. I think, didn't I send you guys Gustavo's photo? Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. We can post that one for sure. Somebody did actually ask for the, the, the Thorns photo from the other. Oh, yeah. And course. then I sent it to him. He's like, oh, real Thorns. I'm like, yes, real yeah. Thorns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, I think he thought it was maybe a little bit smaller thorns like a normal, but it's like these balls of death. I'm so glad I didn't ask. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, where are we now? So yeah. you go separate ways and you continue. Yeah, so head, uh, head south. And um, at this point, um, my... My trip is slowly but surely because of um, Rob's advice, the bike being delayed, the American trip, everything together is sinking my trip by chance up with my parents' trip to Patagonia. Okay. So the next day I ride this like, it's the, what is that road? It's, um, I think I spoke about it last time. This is, Right, the Pebbly, one that confused between that like long Chile and Argentina or something. Yeah, it's just this long, dirt, pebbly road. That one, listen to episode one, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I ride this uh, road. Everyone's warned me about it, so I'm getting extra gas and all this stuff. Eventually, it was 100 kilometers. The GS uh, 1200 just smashed it. It was awesome. I had the best time. This was the first time I ever experienced um, the craziest thing. The winds are crazy there. But if you hit the wind perfectly from behind, the wind is traveling and you sink your speed. So the wind is a hundred kilometer per hour wind. But if you ride with the wind mm-hmm. at a hundred kilometers per hour, Perfect the wind silence. stops. Oh, wow. So you just, you stand up on your bike and you just open your visor and it is like, that's awesome. You hear the bike, you can hear the tires, it's nothing. It's just crazy, no wind. And you can't ride a bike more than 10 kilometers per hour without having wind right. Yeah. So, the most incredible feeling. So I'm like, just having the best time. And I'm actually on this like crazy, supposed to be the death road. Right. The road's also been, this that road I rode or driven, drove back in my first trip in the car and it was under construction. Right. It's still under construction. This is how many, four, five Three, years four later. Years there, yeah. <laughs> the same, I, I still know, have the photo. Plenty it's like, of that in Cape Town. Oh, yeah, like Africa. <laughs> exactly. It was like, right yeah. Yeah, so I get, I'm a little late because I'm having too much fun on the ride, doing little videos and photos and this and that. So I arrive in, um, what is that town called? Uh, man, it's where the, where the glaciers are. It's where I ended my last trip. So anyway, there. Uh, um, memory's not that good. Two beers. <laughs> so I arrive now, technically where my first trip Stop. Start with a V? Mm-mm. Um, I did make a note somewhere, but uh, whatever. Cool. So I arrived there. It's about nine o'clock at night. Um, and I get there. I am soaking wet, sweated. I'm dusty. I'm dirty. I've been riding. I've finally shaken off my hangover from a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm dirty. I've been camping in the weirdest little places. Uh, and... Um, I mean, halfway. Oh, another thing. I stopped. That. Remember, I told you about the fuel. Always make, always make sure you have enough fuel. Yeah. So I drive. Little fuel sign on the map. No problem. Drive. They're like, oh no, the fuel's arriving tomorrow. 
like, oh my gosh, whatever. So find a little place by chance that has an accommodation. It's this little crack den house that I'm sharing with this Italian um, biker that's a mechanic and he's traveling the world and he, with no money and he just fixes stuff. So he'll arrive at somebody's house, fix their bike, fix their car, fix their fridge, whatever. And they'll give him accommodation and help him out and he'll keep going, give him 10 bucks. He puts fuel in, gets wherever he can. And he was waiting in this town for a job so he could Jeez. get fuel. And then also obviously waiting for fuel, same as me. Anyway, um, I'm dirty. I haven't showered in days. And I arrive at this super fancy steak joint with where my parents and their friends are waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> in all my gear, my boots, and like everyone in the restaurant's got ties <laughs> and they're amazing. So was it like all the music stopped as you it, walked it, in? It like? really almost was. And then my dad's friend also he's like, I oh, said, cool, I must get the photo. So now we have to stand up in the, the restaurant and <laughs> like we me and my mom and my dad are like they're taking photos and now you like, you know, the people are like, who the hell? You're know, like, it's... I say Marjorie. Is, is that you? I think you're so tall. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I had a great time with them. Spent a couple of days in, um, almost that had it. That town. Almost had it. Damn it. Puerto Marino. No. Calafate. Sorry. Calafate. Calafate. I'm in Calafate. Cool. Anyway, have a good time with my folks, go to the glaciers, have a nice time getting a bit treated. Um, so now you're so far south mm. in South America that there are glaciers. Mm. Like that's such a weird thought for it South is. America to have. And I was boiling a day or two before. Yeah. So that's the, I think I said it's the third biggest um, glacier uh, in, well, not glacier, but ice field in the world. So you've got Antarctica. Then you've got Greenland, and then that's the Andes. Wow, okay. Top of the Andes. It's like kind of the end of the Andes. It's huge. So you, um, I've been to one glacier in Switzerland where they've they burrowed into it, and um, you go into the a tunnel into it, and the the ice is this beautiful blue color, yeah. and uh, like same kind of experience. Mm. Or you don't? We, we, they weren't as. I mean, I thought this. I thought they were green there, like digging into glaciers. What's going on here? <laughs> They've actually <laughs> covered the whole thing in a. Um, it's actually an ice no, the, the blankets, yeah. Yeah, they've blanket the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, no, so it is, it's, I think it's the largest um, glacier um, in length, right. also. So the front's like 12 kilometers or 10 kilometers or something. So, and it's also the fastest moving glacier in the world. Right. So you get a lot of carving. Carving is when ice blocks fall off. So that's quite spectacular. Mm. And it, it kind of hits the land. So, Builds up for years, and then every now and then, I wasn't there for that. Like breaks and explodes, and it's, it's you like can check some videos. Arcade machines, we put the coins in, and then like the little shelves <laughs> push the coins. Yeah, the coins never fell, right? Exactly, <laughs> <They> never <laughs> fell. <laughs> so bitter about those games. Yeah, so I actually, uh, it was quite cool at that point. Uh, my parents, because because of the trip, we kind of knew we might see each other. Um, the guys from the shop and Davide sent me a couple of parcels, extra drip drop. Um, uh, is drip it? drop a camping coffee? Sorry, no, drip drop. Sorry, drip drop is a rehydration system. Oh, well, uh, it's like a little uh, um, sachet. sachet. Mm -hmm. uh, we sell a lot of it for hangovers, but it is actually um, for um, medical, it's actually for, <laughs> uh, for rehydration. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the guy that developed it is a doctor, excuse me, is a doctor, and he developed it for uh, disaster management area, or disaster areas where children would have uh, dirty water and stuff, and children would get diarrhea and throw up and stuff, and that would be the best way to treat them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the box there. 
It's really good, but like I said, I think the majority of our clients buy it for hangovers, but it's the trail runners. I never go on any trip without that. It's, 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 it's also compared to like rehyd like rehydrated you buy, it, like it tastes significantly better. Right. Yeah. It, it also has less sugar and yeah. more of the other good it's stuff. It's got that sodium and potassium that you get uh, that dehydration yes, takes yeah. away from you. Okay, awesome. So yeah. they, they had bought little care packages. Yeah, a little you. like, yeah, a little, David uh, 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 also sent me little patches, uh, which I could now cut off my BMW uh, <laughs> um, jacket and put my, uh, he sent me like a little one, like the, like a lone wolf uh, uh, badge and whatever. Of course uh, it's a lone wolf. Yeah. Of <laughs> exactly. Um, so. I leave Calafate now, a couple of days, my parents are gone, hugs, kisses, um, mom's glad I'm alive. Um, I think we also chatted a lot and she saw me and she, I think it was one of the first times she was like, okay, cool, I see what you're doing, enjoy. Right, because they had this previous bad experience with motorcycles. Yeah. Was it's, it a cousin who ripped his ankle? Yeah, it was a relative, yeah. yeah. And um, it's, it was just interesting, like, we sat and she's like, I get it, you know, just be safe. And she saw my gear for the first time. Like I'm padded up, neck brace, helmet, you know, comm systems, whatever. Well, mm. not comms, but my emergency uh, uh, GPS system, all that stuff. So she was like, look, you, it's not the safest thing, but the way you're doing it is sure. safe enough for her to look the other way, I guess. Um, and does that road see tra like a lot of traffic? Now it does, yeah. The first trip, it wasn't that busy. Now that that's very famous. But most of the... the, the um, it, most of the tourists will be kind of fly in, bus in, you know, those kind of, mm. they won't be doing all the small towns like what I'm talking about. Sure. Seldom. Um, I think a lot of the uh, Israeli, uh, there's a lot of Israeli um, uh, tourists there because they would come after the year, after they finish the military. Right. Or, you know, the um, military year or whatever. Yeah. They'll come down there. It's almost like their Kentucky or whatever you call mm. it. Um, so, I leave Calafate that day a little late. Um, I went back to some of the places I had been before. Um, also remember, I actually lost one of my gloves. Um, so I had to go buy a new uh, glove. And ironically, it was the one brand that started it all. Uh, on my first trip, it was the only warm glove I could get. I still had my summer gloves, but I, my winter glove. Um, was the one lost. that might rhyme with North. You mean, so, what? Rhyme or it is? <laughs> You're not good at rhyming. But <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, the opposite of self. But um, I don't know why I left town late. I leave town late. The sun sets beautiful and I'm like, cool, let's go. I'm going to, there's this beautiful um, mountaintop, uh, well, pass that I can take a beautiful photo on. And I start riding and I didn't do my research and it starts raining, the wind picks up, the temperatures just, just starts dropping. I had to like literally, I rode until I couldn't, I get off my bike, strip like naked to get all my, uh, take my bags, but put all my base layers on, back on. But as soon as your cords dropped, you kind of, yeah. you're in trouble. But I got a blast through. There's this little town that I can get to a couple of hundred or I don't know, hundred kilometers out further. And I start riding, riding night and it's cold. The rain at least stopped. I get to this small town and it's this truck town and there's no accommodation. And this is where Kim would have given me shit again. <laughs> it's you. 
there's a number on the on the on the motel. I find the number. They don't speak English. I Google Translate. Send it again. Send it to them. No, no accommodation. But I'm looking at a place. It's definitely empty. There's mm-hmm. no cars. The, the, the doors have keys in them. Mm-hmm. So I can technically go in. Yeah. No one would be in the room if there's a door and this is late. No one's coming. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no accommodation. I'm like, you're just too lazy to come out. I'm like, a little angry, but I'm also don't want to be in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking the rules or like yeah, sure. the law. So I'm like, shit. So I go to the local gas station, get gas. So I'm like, I make, uh, I get some mate, try to warm up, get some food, shitty food. And it's trucker town. I'm like, just, you know, when you just get a bad vibe of a place, mm. it's like, nah, I'm not going to stay. Like, I get like a from dusk till dawn, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it was really weird. Place. It just felt, I could put a tent up somewhere, but I just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why, but it just felt wrong. Now I have a choice. Now I go either back to Calafate, do that same road, and then the next day we have to do this road again, or just power through another 60 on top of what I would do back to Calafate. So it's 60 kilometers further. I think I can do this. Probably a badass, bad idea. <laughs> badass idea, yeah. No, not badass. Uh, works. Badass. Uh, man, I hit this road and it starts raining. And once again, the temperature starts dropping, 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 and goes to minus. And I'm just waiting for this road to freeze. I'm just going, I must, either I must go faster before it freeze or slower the slower, way. Because it could be frozen. I don't know what to do. Oh, hectic. My brain's not functioning. You know, when you just, you haven't eaten properly, you're just tired and I'm just like, I don't know which one to do. I'm just going to power through. So eventually just power through. I mean, I think that was stupid. I know it was stupid, but sure. anyway, finally make it to my, the next town, which is right on the border, border but the border is closed that time of night. So right around town, I'm, I'm even too, I can't, it's pouring, pouring rain. I was going through the photo the other day and I was showing you Anne and it's, it's, it's too rainy. It was raining in negative, negative yes, Celsius yeah. temperatures. Well, no, it was negative on the road and the town was just above, but right. it's just, it's pouring. Um, so like, uh, these I'm, two rides, yeah. sorry to interrupt, these two rides, are you ever, besides the ice thing, which is clearly obviously a, a life-threatening yeah. thing, are you in, were you ever in danger of like, you know, death from exposure. No, no. I mean, I felt like it. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I don't think so. You didn't get that warm, cozy feeling that means you've got hypothermia. No, I think, I, I think the, the most dangerous part for me on the bike would be, I can't feel my hands anymore. So that means no clutch, no, sure. no brake. And you don't know what you're doing with the accelerator. That's when problems are going to start arising. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, I mean, your foot's dead already. It's like it's long gone. <laughs> like I'm yeah, a, a back break who cares right. um, and at least I had a, a you could do the gears but you're just cruising so anyway get to this town and it's raining so much that I don't even want to stop and get off on my phone to look for accommodation and now I have to find a place first of all with Wi-Fi uh, that's under, uh, under the roof I'm just like you know what it's a small town let me just gonna do a couple of laps i'll find a place something so i cruise around and i actually see two adventure bikes parked in front of this little hotel and i just pull up uh i pull up and i knock on the door and this little girl pops up and she's like oh cool she comes in open both doors big doors and she's like come in and i'm like i'm like 
off my bike. She's like, no, bring the bike. Doing Get the in here. Dumb and dumber, like frozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, no, bring everything in. So I'm like, I actually pull this bike full of my wrench in the hotel lobby. Right. She's like, like she, she knows I want to check in, so that's sure. not a problem. Yeah, and she knows I'm not going to debate the price at this point either. So that's <laughs> yeah. also fine. So she's just like, there's like the bathroom. Go in, get your shit off, get dressed, whatever. That almost sounded bad, huh? This <laughs> girl, go get naked. Yeah, you got to pay for your accommodation. No, <laughs> wasn't that exciting. So I'm like, I get it. I get yeah. Get all my kit off. Get as warm as I can. She checks me in. She's nice enough to open the bar for me. So I get. It. A stiff whiskey, two bottles of water, and obviously some ham and queso. <laughs> of course. A sandwich from probably the morning's breakfast table. Mm-hmm. Um, heat up. Um, it was actually quite cool. The next morning I met the bikers and we could discuss shit. When you said adventure bikes, is that a type of bike or is it a BMW specific? No, no. Adventure bike would be these these the adventure bikes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just a bike that's kitted out. Mm. with kit basically it could be anything really yeah it's like for touring Um, off-road essentially yeah yeah so i get down to reception and i meet these guys and we chat a little bit and okay on my way i actually got to uh, the border control now i'm into chile and the chile border is always a little bit nerve-wracking for me i mean you can't bring your honey. They want to take everything apart and your bike is packed so perfectly. You don't, you know, you just don't want somebody to rip through the thing and you can, they can find my knives and give me shit or this or that. It's just, uh, this guy's like, oh, where are you going? Okay, cool. Good English. Giving me a little bit of a, not a hard time, but a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy's drilling me, man. And I'm like, I'm riding, I'm going to Ushuaia. You know, one day make it to Alaska. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I need to know. I need to inspect your bike. And I'm kind of going like, you're not a customs guy. You're, you know, you're Security. Passport. Right, right, right. Right? I'm like, okay. He gets up and puts his little, um, what's the clothes in Spanish anyway? Puts his little clothes sign, walks me out and he goes to the bike. Do I have one just like this? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you ride? Where do you come from? And he's chatting and there's a whole line inside of like 40 people waiting. <laughs> and he's just like, just look serious, eh? I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And he's I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, pretending to, you know, like, what's in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, you got that one. That's yeah, awesome. And he's like, cool. And then he's like, oh man, you must, blah, blah, blah. And he's chatting and I got his number. And he's like, when you come back, you just come through here. I've got a place. Uh, you gave me a number for a guy and uh, Puerto Natales, which I met up with later. But going from such a like hardcore, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get arrested, to mm. like, now I've got a best mate. And he's like, man, oh man, if I could just jump on this bike with you and just leave, I can do it. <laughs> like, obviously, just been joking. Take me like, away, cowboy. Yeah, and he's like, well, you could stamp your own passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And he's like, yeah, but you know, the wife and the kids would probably not like that. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's a joke. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he was awesome. So, Got to that, went down to Puerto Natales, um, met, met a mate of his. Uh, yeah, basically, a cool little town, really. Like, that's very touristic. It's kind of a hub for uh, the Tourist of Pioneer Park, which I was on the previous trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually also, there's a little store there, I don't know if I mentioned last time, uh, called One. Uh, so, the, remember I mentioned what a Wanaka is, the Wanaka, Wanaka, Wanaka. Uh, it's the little, it's the llama. Right. It's the wild llama. And so there's a store there called One A Car or 
or something like that, spelt mm-hmm. differently. The way you would pronounce it, but not spell it. They're the very cool little adventure store, mm-hmm. um, which the, my, on my previous trip actually was one of the inspirations for mm-hmm. for here. So I went there and just like window shop and chat to them. And, you know, I bought some extra little Nalgene bottles and stuff just to, and <laughs> I, 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 yeah, a little stuff. Anyway, um, very cool little town. And then head back into, well, I said back, but from my previous trip, head to Thorstapanya. Uh, uh, that's the horns. That's the one yeah, photo I got the last yeah, yeah. time. Is that the, um, the Patagonia brand thing or is that? That's uh, no, no, one? that was um, El Sheltan. Right. Yeah, that's the Patagonia brand. Um, the, the horns is it's Chile. Yeah. Um, it's it's not part of the Andes. I think I mentioned this, but yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's really beautiful. Right. Um, so I went back in there. Um, because of, like the couple of days that I've um, wasted on the road, uh, my parents were now there, so I met up with them again. Oh, they were wow. staying in a super nice uh, hotel called the Explorer. It's just, it's like, it's five star, six star, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just the location and the service is great, but it is still a little rustic, which is super nice to have that like crazy service, but this nice rustic little place and they, every day they take you on a like nature hike and a horse ride and take you to all these cool places so i joined them there a couple of times and they're driving or they're on a tour they were on a tour so they they uh everything was organized by buses and vans and airplanes and stuff like yeah. that um uh yeah so anyway um i i'm in the park i go around i now want my my um my i want to try to take that you know a photo again right <laughs> this one photo that i have um wait what I, I actually i skipped something no yeah, i didn't you only saved you only Sorry. got like you saved one photo from that trip it was one because like, i had it on film right the rest i lost right. yes yeah no so i'm in the park and um i'm camping just down the road my parents are staying up in the in the hotel uh the weather is beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, every day, take a, I'm hiking. I've, I've now listened to Rob. I'm chilling. Yeah. You know, like see my parents a little bit, and, and then I go up. I saw the parts parts of the park I haven't. I didn't see the time before. I didn't do the hike uh, that, that I did last time, which right. I, I wouldn't say was a waste of time. It's just from photographic point of view, I was on the mountain rather than away from the mountain, kind of waiting for the weather to turn. A very similar to the other mountain. You want clouds mm-hmm. and dramatic uh, weather. I mean, it's just beautiful. So I, I must have like a hundred different little Instagram videos of me pretending to fish and pulling out beer and, you know, just stupid shit. You just get bored. Yeah. You're not bored, but just having fun. Um, and actually at that time I was listening to not a podcast, but an <laughs> audio book. Right. Um, what's that? Um, Oh man. It's the. Uh, no, no, no. It was about like space. <laughs> um, Chris Hadley, what did that guy? No. What's his name? Uh, oh, this is Stephen embarrassing. Hawking. Oh, yeah, that guy. No. I would have remembered Neil, that. Neil one. deGrasse Tyson? Yes, there we go. Okay. What's his book called? Um, <clears throat> I'm it's, not like ba- it's like space for. really low voice. Yeah. It's like space for amateurs. Like, what is right. it called? You'll, you'll Google it. Well, okay. Uh, okay. So I'm listening to this book. About how astrophysics for people in a hurry? Yes. Death nice. by black hole? Death no, no. from an astrophysicist? <laughs> no, no, no. For people okay. in a hurry. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, 
So listening to this book while in the park, looking at this where it literally, you know, looks like prehistoric times and it's incredible like looking in this like glacier water and it's it, it was incredible listening to this book about how space and also then eventually humans were created or sure. came from is the um, night sky like created. insane in this in this area what's the, the night, night sky is awesome yeah light pollution must be minimal or? no zero almost yeah it's, it's definitely a dark zone mm. um no that's park is i mean yeah there's like two hotels in it um, and they switch the lights off at late at night. So no, there's nothing. No, it's awesome. incredible. Yeah. Um, I didn't get any photos obviously of night, but, um, but awesome experience sitting back in the park now, listening to this book, just having the best time of my life. And one day I ride up to the right hand side of the, the horns, uh, did a little hike and on the way back, this wind picks up and it's the, the few days that I was there, one in a million that it's so clear no wind for so long and i've kind of forgot about the wind there <laughs> the wind comes and it is fucking crazy i'm now riding into the wind mm -hmm. so i'm doing 80 the wind's doing at least 100 or more so we're doing 200 k's per hour here it is i, I can't tell you how difficult it is. You are revving the bike all the way to the top and you're not moving. Jeez. It, it, it was insane. I've never experienced anything like this. And I'm like, I was even scared of like turning the bike around because then you're going, yeah, you know, to the side. you're just going to get smacked down. So I just need to get down into the valley and I can get out of this wind. And as I come over this little hill, the wind picks up these little bearings of rocks, Ooh, oh, right little balls. And just shotgun shell basically just pepper me with these things. Uh, both, <coughs> both my GoPros, like glass broken, shot to pieces. I have like dents all through my visor, uh, my helmet. You could, I promise you, it's like just it's dents everywhere. My hands are being hit, uh, the bike's being peppered right. by these pellets. And I'm just like, okay, you need to get out of here now. You know, you think it's all fun and games. <laughs> You get shot by shotgun. Until so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A continuous shotgun. No, it's just like, <laughs> and then you come around the corner and the, it's, a, it's a lake, but the, the lake has created like two foot waves that's crashing over the road. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've done this whole trip, like cheap, whatever. And I'm like at this place and there's that one fucking expensive uh, hotel, hotel yeah. right there. And there's nothing else around. Yeah. And there's no way you can put a tent up even try to put a tent up in this way. Should you? It'll just get shredded. I mean, I, you, I probably should learn how to do it. Like buy a fan or go sit in a turbine and learn how to do it. There is ways of seeing guys do it. I just can't do it. But even with, with the pebbles and stuff, surely it would just get destroyed. Dude, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm actually sure I would have destroyed that tent yeah. and then I would have been in big trouble for the rest of my yeah. trip. So I'm just like, credit card's coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Pull out swipe the thing yeah. the guy's like look Email i really him. can't give you guys make lots of sales this week yeah, yeah. You're yeah. For this. <laughs> exactly I, i'm like whatever I, the guy's even trying to help me you can see i'm like in a just bad position here um i really can't tell you how fast that wind was but it was i've never experienced something like that and but it was i've steady. been here in cape town when those storms are when they yeah. flip the cars yeah, yeah. it was worse yeah, i'm not joking it was it was scary i was like i need to get off the road now and they won't let me just 
park in the I can't just be in their hotel lobby. Yeah. It's a nice hotel. It's not the explorer nice, but yeah. it's still nice. So anyway, the guy's like, I can't really do you a deal. Sure. I'm not the manager or whatever, but I can get you like a free drink and I'll send a bottle of wine up to your room. I'm like, done. <laughs> I was going to do it without it, but yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. So had my Pisco sours at the bar, um, had some peanuts for dinner. <laughs> I couldn't afford the food. Big budget. Yeah, I couldn't afford the food. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the room, and I'm just like, I'm going through, I'm trying to piece one GoPro's pieces onto the other one to see oh, if I can still have one to go. Um, and smash my bottle of uh, red wine, my, my uh, Malbec. Mm-hmm. Dead. Um, sleep like a baby. It's the best. I think it's one of the best sleeps I had on the whole trip. And um, anyway. oh, after the anxiety and the, yeah. the physical so, effort, I guess. It was, yeah. And um, the next morning I woke up and um, the, I'm on the top floor and the, the hotel has these like... Um, louvers? Yeah, the louver windows that open up. Beautiful. And the next morning I wake up... What kind of fucking guess was louvers? <laughs> like, you put your hands in the air and I was like, louvers. <laughs> So yes, I'm a writer, and my dad used to own a joinery. Okay, there we go. So cool, cool, cool. It's like a slumber millennia. It's like yeah, the, the one thing I would have. The guessed. coffee table had dovetail joints. Yeah, yeah. dovetail joints. Exactly. Okay. So they have these new ones, <laughs> and um, it's really funny. But I took my best photo of the trip. Well, one of my best photos of the trip of the horns out of the window of my hotel. <laughs> like through the glass? <laughs> no, the, the whole window just opens oh, up, so right, it's clear. Okay. And so I'm like, 75 mil, boom, snap. And I'm like, that is a sick photo. The window kind of just dropped. The With the night's just perfect, uh, accommodation. Like. <laughs> so like, I would have never actually ever told anyone. This is not the photo I sold on my exhibition, but it will right. eventually be in like, one of my exhibitions. What's Well, I put my camera out of the window of the hotel. Yeah. I was literally <laughs> in bed. <laughs> snapped. I was in my boxes, <laughs> but the story won't go like that, obviously. I mean, that might drive up the price, though, no, depending I, on your buyer. I got out in the wind, you know, while saving a baby, and then yeah. I got the photo, you know? Yeah, um, and to keep your motorcycle gear on, that's mm, a bad the of my life. <laughs> yeah, so ironically, my best, one of my best photos was just out of the window, and it was a bit of a joke. I took a, I took a photo of my camera in the window outside just you know, nice. so that I could one day maybe yeah. tell the story. <laughs> Um, when somebody bought my print for like a million dollars, yeah. I'm like, you fool. <laughs> you like after the sale. You, you could have got that picture. for $200 in a hotel room. <laughs> well, those other photos I took out of the car window. Yeah. So that morning I woke up feeling fresh, have breakfast, it's included, so that's awesome. Uh, and um, I get back to my bike and I obviously should have learned my lesson the first time, but my jacket was soaked and I left it on the bike because they gave me this little courtyard area in front of the hotel to put it. It's definitely safe. There's no, no one's millions of miles away. And that's when I learned a valuable lesson of the electric key. (laughs) If the key is next to the bike, it doesn't stop. It stays on. Um, it doesn't run, but it's on. Right. Usually, I'd put it in my pants because then when you walk away, it's disconnected. But it was in my jacket for some reason. Um, and 
bike is dead. Battery is no go. Exactly. Uh, I'm just like, you, you've got to be joking. So they must have a jump lead around there, but also the bike's battery, I've got to take it out, this and that. But I was prepared. Mm-hmm. And I realized in that moment, I've been dragging over the last 10,000 kilometers my jump starter <laughs> that I almost got rid of. Because also, that's the other thing. When I got my little care package from my mom, there was a couple of things that I could send back. Right. And as I was going, you would figure out some things were useless or whatever weight you would, mm-hmm. I would get rid of them. Um, give it to somebody else or whatever. It's small stuff you don't need as much. And also originally when we packed, uh, I, we were originally, remember it was gonna be two people. So I had four, four well, two of each on of some stuff so I got rid of some of that some of it came back with my mom um, and that I almost sent that thing back and I didn't and thank god I didn't because the, the I had actually in the trip three times where my battery was dead and alone and those bikes you can't run stuff so I sat down started my bike I actually spoke to the guys there went to their workshop and there was a couple of things on my bike that I needed to fix after the um Shotgun the, yeah, the death rocks. Mm-hmm. Just changed a couple of stuff, like I said, fixed the GoPros, this and that. Is this is this portable starter solar powered or does it have a battery? Or? It's a little battery. Okay. Uh, you do get you get a solar one, but they don't work that well. Um, uh, you get ones that actually slowly charge off the little bit the battery has, pull it up for one big charge. Right. But if it doesn't start the first time, you've got to do it again. It's quite a good thing. So it's a thing we we, we have NOCO. Um, so it's a little battery pack made for motorbikes and cars. Right. So you just jump start anything, anytime. Unless the battery's broken, obviously, then you can't do shit. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I learned a good lesson there. After that, I went um, back to Puerto Natales where, uh, like I said, that little store is, and there's, that whole town's just full of dogs, and they hate motorbikes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many little videos of, like, dogs attacking me, and, like, just sit, you just sit on the bike, and they just come in, they just bark at you. And they, you can see they're just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Not right, like, it's like their job almost in a way. Yeah. Um, so the night I stayed in Puerto uh, Natales, um, which is a party, Almost to the day, well, four days off, um, Valentine's Day, uh, sitting in the hotel, in the restaurant by myself, right? Um, having my lonesome Valentine's Day uh, dinner. <laughs> I still have a photo or so of me. And in part one, you were having Christmas by yourself, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of things by myself. <laughs> I'm not on Valentine's Day, so now, yeah. So okay, so now I'm in February. Uh, the 14th, obviously, mm-hmm. I still have a photo of me sitting like next to this dog. <laughs> Take a photo of my, my Valentine's Day <laughs> date. Um, and uh, where are we now? Valentine's Day. That was, yes, I can't actually believe it. That's Feb already. So I'm, already, I'm on the road now for two months. Jeez. How long did you spend at the Horns? Uh, obviously not at the hotel, but in that in that uh, About a week, I park. think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a so this break. Yeah, so there's big days where you ride a lot, and then, like I said, when Rob told me like relax, hmm. I just went whatever. Um, and also like matching my trip with my parents and stuff, it was quite cool. So from there, now I need to 
call ass again. So I got in a ferry um, from Puerto Natales because the winds were bad again. And they said going around in the winds, it's like undrivable. So I got on a ferry and head over to um, this little town. It's this little weird little um, uh, harbor town. It's very strange. It's got like a little cinema, old cinema playing like really old school, mostly Spanish historic movies and this and that. And, um, I met some really cool uh, guys on bicycles. So that's a big thing in South America, bicycle touring. So, oh, actually, okay. Yeah. So I met them. Like long distance saddlebags. Yeah. All no, so they, I mean, they, they do my trip on a bicycle. Right. Like guys have ridden from, one was from San Francisco. Jeez. Um, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. a, a motorbike is a bit <clears throat> nuts, but on I uh, can't interrupt it across like Mexico and. Yeah, yeah. So they go through Mexico Jeez. down through the Central America and then all the way down. So their end point was Ushuaia. Right. Um, and then they'll put their bikes on an airplane from there and head out. Um, so I met some cool guys there. The next day, um, oh, I also met some, some crazy Scottish dude and we uh, had a couple of beers together. That was a cool night. We like were a couple of people all traveling together and the ferry arrives late at night. So you have the, uh, the day. Um, the next morning, uh, they all head out at like, uh, that's the difference though. On the motorbike, you can just cover the ground. They can't. So they have to Plan. leave at like four, five mm. o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And I, I reached there, like I left, I probably woke up at like nine. <laughs> had a good breakfast. Cruised through town, <laughs> had a break, yeah, and I Smashed still, past and you still come past them. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually funny. I, 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 I would stop sometimes. If they were close to some place, I'd stop and make coffee and like, they'll come past. I'm like, hey, espresso? Like, oh, yes, please, please. And I'm like, I'd be like little barista. That's awesome. Um, that town was crazy. There was also this museum. And this is the first time I actually realized that um, they have this museum of the natives. And you, I, I mean, I, I learned in history and you, you think about it, but when you're there, you don't immediately, you, you kind of forget about it that the Spanish people weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. And the low, you know, there was actually local tribes there. Sure. And there are none there. Yeah. Not one. It's... The conquistadors were... Uh, they were brutal. Yeah. I, 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 it's good that I went through the museum, but it was, it was a little bit of a downer at that point. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't great for my riding the next day, or that day and stuff, but it was, it, it was super sad going through that museum. Yeah. And... Sure, I could have Googled it and all that stuff, but you probably wouldn't have if you read it, but if you didn't get it and you're going through that museum, I mean, if you go to, you know, if you're in Berlin or, you know, if like you go to the museums or, you know, Japan or Hiroshima, those things, mm. it actually hits home when you're there. Yeah. And uh, the stuff that you read, uh, guys getting hunting licenses and stuff like that, it's just, it was brutal. But uh, once again, it's, it's amazing to travel, go there and then, it actually will it settles in, and then you drive around. You're like, there is no locals. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah, like this whole country is immigrants who took over the country. Yeah, the yeah. The, but I, I I speak under correction, but I don't think there's actually any I'm sure there's native some with tribes. No, yeah, left right. proper. Yeah, right. But the I, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Half yeah. like uh, um, people who have blood from it, but maybe they like 
eventually ended up marrying Spanish or whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I always get confused as to uh, would they be Incans or Mayans? I think the Aztecs were Mexico, maybe. Ugh, I don't know. Do you happen to know which? The Mayans were in Mexico. Right. No, Mayans were in Mexico. Yeah. So Aztecs and Incans? They would have been south. Yeah. South. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Put it in the show notes, he said, and then. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Complain on the internet to us. <laughs> Um, I actually another thing I'm, another guy I met there was this guy from uh, Ethiopia um, I actually saw him on the ferry and then met him a couple of days later he was they were he was running from Ushuaia Jeez. to Alaska what yes I, I, I was also like no come now with like, a backpack surely so the, he had a he had a there was a crew that was going to follow him and film some of it oh, okay. in sections, but he had a backpack. Um, yeah. He was supposed to have a sled. So you have this little like um, a, sled. A yeah. wheeled sled. Yeah, right? wheeled They're sled. Not like maniacs. No, no, no. Okay, cool. Like a wheeled sled. And he would have most of his stuff in there for the Shit. sections where the people wouldn't be with him because he's not going always uh, on the road. Because sure. the quickest path, he can take the quickest path most right. of the time. Right. Um, yeah, he, I, I, I He's, ugh, I think his sponsorships dropped in this. So I don't actually know if he ever finished, but yeah, that was crazy. Then you kind of like, That's don't nice. complain so much when you're on the bike and you're like, oh, that was a long day. And you're like, well, actually another guy yeah. covered 50 Ks in a day. I did 500 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a dirt road on those rocks and those wind, those temperatures he's running. That's nuts. So that's also cool to meet people like that when you go like, mm. you know, you're not always, it's not that bad, dude. Just, you don't have his details, right? Um, I can find it, yeah. We could do a podcast. I mean, if we could actually, <laughs> if I could contact him again, yeah, it would be interesting just to have a call with him or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I meet, you know, the biker, I'm with the bicycle guys and I'm following their track. I'm on my bicycle app and I'm cruising and it's awesome and it's beautiful and I find my little route that's going to get me to the next town which is my last town before I hit Ushuaia and I follow my route and I'm taking photos and it's awesome and I go up this path and there's a fence where there's supposed to be a border crossing right and I'm like this is definitely not the right road so I reverse and I go down another one another fence and now I'm starting to go into people's farms and I'm like oh, this is rural this is not good <laughs> Like, I don't think anyone's going to shoot me, but this is definitely not the right place. And I start, and I know reception, and I'm like, okay, this is a mistake. <laughs> this is actually for bicycle guys with pre-clearance that can climb the fence and go on. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so I'm, you don't want those guys. So you just I'm picked way, your bike up. And yeah, no, I just the took fence. the 300 kilograms, picked it up, no problem. Um, and now I have to turn back. I'm supposed, I'm, I'm work my day out so that at sunset I take the photo and then I'm an hour out maybe less than an hour out now I'm four hours out Jeez. <laughs> and I'm tired and I'm like and it's rain again it's wind again I actually did get a really beautiful photo there um, beautiful sunset but whatever long way around again border crossing now I'm back in Argentina it's, it's, it's difficult but Argentina has the little tip at the bottom again Right. Um, it's a bit of a fragile area between um, Chile and Argentina down there. But it's, you, you see it's a very little strip that I got to go through and then I'm back in Argentina. So now I'm back in Argentina, get to the town and now the, the guy 
the guy that runs, his mm -hmm. producer, or the guy that's producing the, the documentary is there, so me and him sit and chat. Anyway, next day I hit the road, and I actually, on the way now, on my way to Ushuaia, I actually there, the guy that gave me the accommodation in that small town where the BMW was, his friend passed away on a motorbike on that road. Oh, hectic. And he actually told me where it was, and he said, like, if you can, just drive past, take a photo, have a moment, uh, you know. That was also very cool, like, went there, sent a photo, you know, well, I sent it later tonight, but I sent the photo. But it was cool just sitting there for a little bit and going like, okay, well, that guy, the adventure rider, like me, on a road, you're not invincible. Yeah. Does uh, it make you superstitious at all? No, I don't think it's superstitious. I think it's just like a, just... Respect to it. Yeah, respect, sit down. But I mean, you didn't, you didn't feel like, oh, shit, dude, like, this dude died on this road, like, sh should I really be on this road type of thing? I suppose people have died on every road, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's honoring his legacy or anything or superstitious it's it's just a moment where you go like you know he, he died what he liked doing and i'm doing what i want to do just be a little bit more careful and yeah or just check out you yeah know, this yeah. guy's a pro rider or pro, you know good rider and just a normal stretch and i think a truck or something i can't remember the story exactly but something happened yeah it's my drama it's sure. right there you know so cool little I don't know what kind of moment it was, but it was a moment. And I head up, I go over, um, so I get up and there's this last pass to Ushuaia. Um, it's a beautiful pass. I'm still trusting my bicycle app, app, app a little bit. <laughs> and I find a little dirt road. It's a beautiful top pass. And then there's a, the old road up. And I get on that, one of my best rides ever. It's so, so it's mud and it's, dirt and it's three trunks but it was just rad i was i was i got i was getting into my stride now yeah like right. i'm i'm feeling the bike good weather head up the hill beautiful vista get down into uh, ushuaia and i check in send a photo to the guy uh, you know of the, there's a little cross i send a photo i chat to a few people i've kind of made it to ushuaia now Mm -hmm. I'm not quite south yet, but I'm in the city Ushuaia. Ushuaia is the most southern city in Argentina. Um, yeah, in Argentina. Uh, get into a backpackers and uh, text the guys on the, on the bicycles, telling them, oh, the road's sick and, you know, don't do the gravel road, you won't make it. it just do the tar. Because it is serious, uh, seriously muddy and uphill. Like, mm. the, the bike was fun, but you're not going to make it. They're like, thank you very much. They're hitting it the next morning. Fast point to the night afterwards where I'm supposed to meet them. Um, and they're not there yet. So I text them. They're not there yet. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you know, bicycles, they're slow, losers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, the next day I drive down to the southern point. You get the photo next to the board. Yeah. Ushuaia, most southern point. Um, although Chile has the most southern point, this is it. They're claiming it. So that's where the ride starts. 17,500 kilometers to Alaska. That's very straight. That's without screwing around. Right. Get the photo. And now, <laughs> two hours into this podcast, I'm about to start my trip. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Finally. <laughs> the rest is, no, the rest, three. Three. Three now the rest of the story goes faster. But <laughs> I'd head out. I, I, I go back to my hotel to uh, the backpackers to grab all my stuff, my stuff, and the guys are there. The bike bicycle guys are there, and they got hit that night by a snowstorm, and the whole pass had snowed in like a meter of snow right behind me. Oh, hectic. If I was 
an hour later, I wouldn't have made it. Wow. But now we're in Ushuaia and the whole pass has been closed. Two trucks has flipped Fire. and now I'm stuck in Ushuaia. Now, Ushuaia is the most expensive place in South America you can be. Right. It's like they have a snow it's machine like up a there. Point. I think they have a snow machine <laughs> and they close the pass so you just have to spend yeah. money. Um, There's almost no way to eat cheap there. Right. They're very famous for their crabs, but it's like a million rand for a crab. It's like, so me and the bikers are stuck there. Ironically, the guy that finished his trip there from San Francisco, no, he wasn't from San Francisco. I can't remember where he's from. He, 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 he his first place he stopped when he was finished, he went to Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Classic. I'm like, what are you doing? Your last, last and final meal is going to yeah. be at, at Planet Hollywood in South America. But anyway. But I just thought that was funny. So anyway, stuck a couple of days in Ushuaia, head up, go back, get to Puerto Natales. I get a new, I have to now, it's the last place for a while to get new tires, new service. I meet up some some other guys that I've been riding with. We all kind of, come, the bike shops are there. The guys are looking for new sprockets, this and that. No problem. Um, head back up to, uh, what was the town before that? Now that was Puerto Arenas, sorry, Puerto Arenas, get new tires, fix the bike. The guy also forces me to wash my bike. He won't work on my bike, um, but it was good. So go and wash my bike, get new tires. It's awesome. So I'm ready to roll. Get to Puerto Natales. This guy in Patagonia, Park Patagonia, I'm uh, oh, sorry, in uh, Torres told me about this ferry that I could take. Because I don't want to reverse my route up. Sure. I've been there. I've yeah. been there twice. Yeah. Um, although you can do it a hundred times, I just don't want to do it again. Hmm. Tells me about this ferry that from Puerto Natales can take me all the way to Tortel. Oh, I thought you were going to say Alaska. Yeah, no, yeah, Alaska. <laughs> and I cheated. End of story. I told you it was going to be quick. No, to Tortel, um, which um, the pre, you know, episode one, that mm-hmm. was that little town with the little boardwalks and that little, you know, where I was with uh, Branco. Yes, yes. So let's cruise up. Get to Puerto Natales. Can't find anything. It's a local fair. Um, that hasn't really, it's not for tourists. <sighs> Try to find a, a place that will sell me a ticket, this and that. They're like, the one guy, just, just go down to the port at 12 o'clock. The guy will be there. Um, so I get there. The guy's there well, a little early. I get there at 2. Oh, sorry, 12. The guy says, no, 2. I get there at 2 o'clock a.m. And... The guy's like, okay, cool. He'll sell me a ticket. At 2 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, 2 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Uh, it's weird. Look, <laughs> stop asking questions. Okay. I mean, we're so far into the story. You're still asking <laughs> yeah, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> at this point, you should just say whatever. <laughs> so, get my ticket at 2. The ferry leaves at um, 5. No, I can't check in anywhere. It's 2 a.m. I'm literally like on my bike, in the parking lot, doing my like training, playing with dogs, throwing rocks. Like I've got three hours sitting on this thing. He's given me, he said there's a ticket, but I can't buy that. Sorry, I can't buy the ticket, but there's a ticket. But I have to speak to the guy on the boat. So the boat arrives at four, I go, he's like, come at five. Okay, but now I still don't know if I'm gonna get on this bloody thing. English once again, not a thing. And I'm like, okay, five o'clock, I'm dead. The thing, the, the, the drawbridge or whatever drops, the cars are now piled up. Um, played with every dog, smoked all the cigarettes. <laughs> um, 
done all the I'm driving, you know, riding on the bike with my one leg up and <laughs> no hands and doing turns and finally the guy's like, shush, shush, come, I'm like, on. And it's all a rush. I don't know what's really going on. I don't get a ticket. I don't know what's going on, but, but I'm on. That's all I care about. Sure. Because if anything, I've got a massive road to road, ride back. Right. Just burning target. So on the ferry, the guy gives me a, a little ticket. That's my seat strapped down the bike and I'm in. This is now 5.30, the boat starts leaving and I'm hoping I'm on the right ferry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. I going to say, Antarctica, like next yeah. stop. <laughs> awesome. A man. bunch of researchers standing around like. You're here for eight months. <laughs> Where are you going to ride that? <laughs> so on the boat, get my seat, they're playing uh, movies in Spanish, well, translated movies. I'm dead, I'm out. I wake up, must have been eight, nine, not much of sleep, and I walk out up to the deck. It's a, it's, you know, it's not a fancy ferry. I wish I could show you a photo, but I mean, uh, double this. So it's big, but it's, it's more for cars, and then the people just get crammed into this one spot. I don't really understand the ferries. They're definitely not for tourists. It's right. not fancy. There's no viewing decks and coffee stations and all of this. I just really don't know how this thing is working. Um, I also, I bought food, but they won't let you, you can't cook. You can't use a cooker, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cars full of petrol and diesel and <laughs> yeah, shit on yeah. this thing, you know, and, and big tanks of petrol as well. Mm -hmm. Huge tanks of petrol and water and all this stuff. Weird. So I'm like, go to the viewing deck, and as I come up to the top, it is the most incredible landscape view I've ever seen. I don't know if you've seen Prometheus, the start of Prometheus, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That land before time, like proper, mm. that, like that, must, that must be where, I, I think they shot that stuff up, up north, but that, it just looks like that. The rock is different. The vegetation is different. You are south, south, south. I mean, this is way south of South Africa. Right. It is the weirdest place. No lights, no inhabitants, no roads. It is proper in the middle of nowhere. Right. This ferry is just 15 kilometers per hour. <laughs> and I'm like, this is nuts. Where am I going? Like, it literally looks like you're going to take you to King Kong's Island or, you <laughs> right. know, something weird. Yeah. That is awesome. So I go down, I'm like, Did you get some pictures? Yeah. Not. Not nice pictures, but uh, we will we will post it. <laughs> um, it's also the sky is just grey. There are no louves to take them through. No, no louves. Sorry, <laughs> there's these. Uh, it's just grey. Right. Okay. But that adds to this weird ominous. Mm. Um, so I go downstairs and I'm like, uh, food. Where is that cafeteria? Can I buy something? And they're like, no, there's a cafeteria. Your meals are included. Oh, and that's cool. Because like I said, I'm not allowed to actually go to my. You can go to the bike. Hmm. You just go and cook. Sure. Open, open flames and stuff, which I did break the rules and made some coffees, but they seem to be okay with coffee, but not food, but it's the same system. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I get downstairs, I get plunk this uh, steel tray, beans, soup, don't know what soup it is, but it's soup, bean soup, stale apple. That's your meal. Nice. <laughs> and all the meals were the same, pretty much. <laughs> It was how many days is like it? Pr prison food, 72 hours. 
Okay, and you yeah. get three squares a day of bean soup. Yeah, that's do you, it. Do you have a bed? Like, do you have a cabin or something? Uh, a seat that folds a bit back. Okay. That's it, yeah. So, like a, like, a, like a, a not business class, like a little <clears throat> bit better than economy. Just a little bit. Like an intercape? Yeah, I'll submit okay. to intercape, yeah. Okay. So, I'm on this um, ferry. No one speaks English. No one gives a shit about me. I'm the only tourist on this thing that... Everyone else is uh, at least South American. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I, I had my Garmin watch and I must have walked, <laughs> even though the boat's not more than a hundred meters long, I must have walked like five Ks a day. Wow. Upstairs, I, I also like hundred flights up. Up, down, down, around, up, down. You just can't sit. I don't want to watch the Spanish movies. Uh, like People must have thought you were loco. They did, dude. But also at night, I would go around. I mean, I, and I was going a bit loco at this stage in my trip. I'm not joking. Like most time I do, you go a bit weird. And you still you, didn't know where you were going. I kind of, I've got my track. No, I know that I'm going to Total, but it just doesn't seem, because the first ferry goes south. Right. And then I have, because it's got to go through the fjords and then up outside and then back into the fjords up. Right. It's very, so you, you are going in the wrong direction. You're like, right. That's the Southern Cross, wrong direction. Right. Um, Did you know it was going to be 72 hours going into it? I thought it was probably like 45, okay. 40, 48 or something. Yeah, yeah. So Not just, quite 72, but I could figure it out on my GPS that I was traveling at like 15 uh, Ks. Yeah, yeah. So like and after then, like the first day, whatever, you can like kind of work it out. Yeah, sort of. And then I still thought it was going to be a bit quicker. But the strange thing is, so I was, that stage, I was also listening, because on the bike, you don't get much time. Like I said, in the park, I could listen to the beginning of time and space, but it's because I was in the park. Sure. On the bike, I can't really listen. You'll forget most of the stuff. Now I'm on this boat for 72 hours, and I actually just started listening to uh, Shoe Dog from Philip Knight. Right. Which, not sponsored, but I mean, shit, what a good book. I think <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's, it's really good. Like, obviously, lot. like, uh, the, 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 Benchmark is your uh, Yvon Chouinard's um, Let My People Go Surfing, you know, with our kind of business and sustainability and the brand and blah, blah, blah. And I've read it. It's a great book too. His view was a little different. He, you know, there's a little bit more personal in this and, and it was much more of a hardcore business and more to make money rather than Yvonne falling into the business or this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. A really good book and... Um, taught me a shitload about my business and how to run this business. I don't know if I'm following any of the, the rules that he taught me, yeah. but I felt at the time I was. And the crazy part of the story is that it's like, my trip could have ended there. That 72 hours on that boat, in technically not in isolation, but in my own isolation, having to, with people, isolate, mm -hmm. listening to this book, can't sleep, I must have said two hours a day, you know, I was really zoning out. Like you said, I was like, I was fucking on the top deck when everyone's sleeping. It's like in this rain, like fucking rocking it there, like punching the air and like, just, no, you were lo I'm losing my mind. I'm drinking too much coffee. The food's terrible. Uh, I was like, but yet it was the most amazing experience. Right. It, it honestly is like, if I could tell you any point of the trip that was the most important was that. Right. Those 72 hours of keeping my mind busy, learning new things, thinking about my business, thinking why am I on this trip? 
Mm-hmm. Is this going to be because the, the the book was? I'm not going to spoil anything, but the book also starts with him with the trip, and it's, it's, it's sim- in that I'm no fellow night, <laughs> but there's similar elements into the story that I can relate to in this, and it was it was it was crazy. Yeah. But honestly, that boat could have landed in Cape Town. Yeah, I would have gone sick trip. Right, end. Yeah, I'm not even fraction of the distance after of the the way to Alaska. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is amazing. Uh, and like, it's not necessarily the book that does life changing, but it was a good book. It's just everything. The thoughts that it sparks. Seeing my parents and doing this and being back in Patagonia and all the nonsense and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I got off that boat four days later. Um, was it four days? 72, three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. Mm-hmm. I was, it, I, I actually remember because it was the 28th of March at five o'clock in the morning, I left and I arrived on the, no, uh, Feb. And then on the 2nd of March, I landed. You say 28th of what? Feb. Yeah. But and it wasn't a leap year, so it's 29th, 8th, 9th, yeah, it's four days. Okay. Okay, so it's four days. Um, well, I can't do the maths. But <laughs> three or four days, I don't know. Fucking long. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> <laughs> um, get off the boat at 4 a.m. in the morning. I'm tripping balls. <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? There's zero accommodation and everything. It's, it's the weirdest little place they stop because uh, you're not completely in Tortel. You're in the harbor side of Tortel, which is like a couple of k's right. away. Um, also on the trip, you stop in town. Sorry, this is actually quite interesting. So they stop on these little islands and little towns that has no road access. And right. that's what the boat's purpose is. Okay, that's why the boat was so cheap. Water and oh, water. Okay. Um, uh, mostly petrol so they have a little bit of water collection food you get there that people have a little market for the you know selling wow. ham and cheese sandwiches <laughs> uh, and I'm not joking about that you know? <laughs> we can do a whole story on just ham and cheese ham and cheese ham and cheese ham and cheese I'm here for it bro and um, <laughs> you know all very similar to Total with the little platforms and walking around fishermen towns there's, there's schools there that now the kids are coming back from holiday or coming or, it's weird but they're living in nowhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they're there and how they got there first. Must have been a, maybe a missionary stage or a lighthouse or something that just expanded or it's basically based off fishing, but I don't sure. know why they're there. Yeah. You know? Anyway, been to all these little towns, seen things that I've never seen. Get to Tortel that night. The only place is this abandoned church. I put my tent next to the, this is the weird church. Um, and actually, that my first good meal is because I bought food for the trip. Now I can just feast. Yeah, right. <laughs> like in my little vestibule, three days worth I, of food. I cook. Oh, I have a little steak with eggs and uh, avocado, and like just having. A, but it, it's raining, so I'm oh. in my little tent. Are you happy? Decompressing, bro? but I'm super awesome. stoked. Yeah. I'm like, the trip was worth it. Like nice. literally, now my trip is worth it, even though whatever. I could still got a lot of time to go. Next morning, go down to the harbor again because there is a little cafe at the harbor. Just want to grab a uh, grab. Um, I can't remember what, but some supplies. And I met some German um, writers, gave me some advice, and they told me about this place, Utopia Overland or something. Next day, head out there. You just go down the dirt track forever, ever, ever, and you come to this house. You ring the bell. This lady comes out. What do you want? Accommodation for one. You put your tent up. There's a little cabin where you can make fire and cook. You go to the garden. You pick your own stuff. So that night, just picked some potatoes. Um, wash them off. There's a cage outside, like a net cage. 
um, with a lamb hanging. Wow. And you go and they cut off how much meat you want. You take it to your, your tent and the, the beer just stands outside. It's about two degrees, so Jeez. the beer is just outside. You buy that from them as well. Or, um, and I cooked the best meal. I got this photo <laughs> of me on my feet on the fire with my steak and my mash. And I'm like, life is good. <laughs> Next morning, woke up there. Um, and I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. I want to live here. Yeah. Uh, we went horse riding. I found his broken axes, helped him fix the axes, sharpened all the axes, all the knives, chopped wood. I basically got a job on the farm. It was awesome. <laughs> Just chopped wood the whole day, carried it to the one, uh, to the, all the campsites. And at night we'll go get our meat again from the, the lamb and then the veggies, the different veggies and this and that. And it was awesome. He, you go from camp to camp, talk to people, people come in, they have synchro, synchros and overlanders and land rovers and bikers. Synchros? Uh, it's, a, it's a VW uh, combi. Oh, okay. It's just the 4x4 version, version is called a synchro. Okay. Just everyone from around the world. It's like, I stayed there for like four days, but I honestly didn't want to leave. I was like, this is, this is living. Mm. In the morning, you, there's no hot water, so you just go swim in the like, ice cold water, clean up. They take some photos, horse riding again. Maybe we have to move some of the sheep from one pen to the other pen. It was it was just like wow, idyllic. Like, like oh, what experience? Uh, like I, I I I don't know why, but I like thought like Doctor Quinn. I don't know if anyone remembers that <laughs> reference. Of course, <laughs> we grew up with it. <laughs> I just didn't have the long hair and the fake uh, uh, Native American blood. And <laughs> also, you I don't think he was Native also American. Also, you were a doctor, but no, I mean, they just oh. gloss over that. <laughs> Was I'm talking about the guy. Remember the guy? Wasn't he like half Native American, uh, half not or something? I think uh, he was, yeah. Something like that. Uh, Albert for Google. Yeah. He looked like those guys from those like, Boone books or what was those books? Uh, yeah, yeah right? Michelle Boone or something. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. The before, before, See, we were on purposely making mistakes and not knowing it. You yeah. made a mistake Milton by Boone, remembering baby. it. My favorite, heaving <laughs> chest. Yeah. <laughs> So I read a shoe dog and you read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, him. Uh, maybe it wasn't that story about the Native Americans, but yeah, dude, yeah. that's no, awesome. I'm, I'm sure back in the day they claimed he was Native American. Something like that. He's what? definitely, I mean, he's got like the, the got, beads and the. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah, maybe yeah. what I remember. Yeah. The Californian with olive skin from too much sun. Yeah, Who yeah. Who is Native American? Um, all right, so I have to leave. <laughs> I've got to continue. So continue beautiful roads. Now I'm on, remember I'm now on chilly side, so it's tropical, not tropical, it's rainy, it's big trees, it's green, it's muddy roads, it's awesome. And I come around the corner and I drive into this town and I look up and there's this big sign on the mountain and it's Patagonia Hollywood. I'm back in Okran. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm like, awesome. Town's changed by the way, mm -hmm. coffee shops, brewery, it's not quite hipster, yeah. but they've got the, it's a really nice little town. So get a coffee, get some stuff. Now I know where I am. I want to go back to the park Patagonia where me and um, Bronco the night when my tent destroyed, mm -hmm. was destroyed. So I'm cool. Drive there, get to the park at that mountaintop. It's raining. I've got a uh, shawl from Wolf Chip gave me a little half jack of uh, Johnny Walker, which I, I decanted, but I, but I had the Johnny Walker again and I had a little like, you know, corny, but like your little 
pour whiskey on the ground totally drank Once my whiskey drunk, and I, I filmed the little video that i showed it our second or whatever birthday like this is where it all started awesome nostalgic ride out and find this awesome camp spot put up camp i'm having the best time of my life man mm. the next day i wake up and there's this beautiful once again prehistoric looking places i'm just riding through water and mud and beautiful tracks i showed albert mm -hmm. earlier it's just like really awesome little tracks and water and rivers and cruising and i find another campsite and i camp and i'm cleaning my equipment and doing videos and photos and it's all cool the next day uh i head out towards argentina um and this incredible mountain on the left that I remember from long ago, but the weather wasn't good, the weather looking good. Let me find a little spot there, maybe I can camp there, I'm gonna get a beautiful photo. Cruising, there's a little airstrip, so, oh cool, let me turn around, go up the airstrips road, and then I'll be off the beaten path. Not that I'm quite on it. So now I'm on a path that no one really drives. I go up a road where no one drives, and I'm cruising, and I've just been riding, I've done, I did all these crazy rides. I'm all over the place. I've done maybe 12,000 kilometers, no more. I don't know. I think it's 12,000 kilometers in South America plus the five in South America. I don't know, something like that. Cruising, having fun, beautiful day, it's dry. There's a little bit of mud patches, but it doesn't matter until it does matter. <laughs> and I hit this little piece of um, clay. Right. And I see it's wet, but I'm not thinking too much. I mean, I've, I've been doing really fucking hardcore riding. Maybe not Dakar stuff or a Roof of Africa, but it's for me, it's, hmm. I, I think I know what I'm doing. Once again, shouldn't get too confident. And I hit the ground. Well, actually, I kind of wake up on the ground. Oh, that's like, <laughs> shit. So what happened is my wheels, my back wheel slid underneath me in the clay. My front wheel went over the middle man of the road and when in doubt, power out. <laughs> you need power to straighten the bike. So I'm like, okay, I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm there, I know what's happening, I'm sliding and I put some gas, but what happens is the middle man, well, I say middle man, but you know, the, yeah, the middle divider. of the Jeep track, the divider oh. gets higher and the bottom of my bike hits. And that's where ground clearance right. on the KTM or the Tenere would make a massive difference. But those bikes, center of gravity, cool, it's low, but you're low. Yeah. And I accelerate. So I wasn't going that fast, but I accelerated into this thing. My bottom hits. The bottom hits and the bike just hits, goes straight into the air. I remember being in the air, I think. <laughs> Somehow I was in front of my bike now my leg was lodged between my front fender and the wheels. And I remember going, let it break, relax it, because it's gonna get worse if you try to fight this thing. I really, that's yeah. honestly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I went on the ground. And I'm just here like, boom, bike is revving. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, shit. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Open my eyes, I can see. And I'm like, kind of look over, the bike is close enough to do the kill switch kill the bike, just like liquid and fuel and shit just flowing everywhere. And I'm like, okay, cool, just calm down, calm down, and calm down. I'm like, just breathe. <sighs> okay, that sucks. Let's stop. Toes. Uh. Yep. Fingers. Yep. Neck. Probably shouldn't move your neck, but <laughs> neck. Yeah. 
Can still move. Okay, take a breath. Just wait a little bit. Okay, cool. Now put a little bit of pressure on one arm, other arm. You don't want to get up and have a broken arm and sure. have to pierce your skin or something. And I'm like, okay, I can get up. I roll over and I get up. And it's it's a mess. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I can't believe. I'm literally looking and I'm like, but you got up and your leg didn't pop. I, I, I did nothing broke. Nothing was sore. Jeez, hectic. I was like, this is insane. You did walked around a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay. Everything's checked quickly. Just get the bike up because it was leaking a lot of liquid. You're still uh, expecting liquids. to see like a piece of bone. You are. You're just, you're just you're just careful. Like, so what's going lift on? the bike up and just stabilize it. And once again, probably not the best idea if you are injured. But no one's there to check me. I'm gonna have to be my own. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Quinn uh, <laughs> and check it all the bike is there and I sit neck brace off helmet off and I look around and I'm like in the most beautiful place in the world but I'm also in a very isolated place I mean this is not a very good place to have this problem hmm. my suspension of my bike is bent all the way back my radio is both blown tanks ripped to pieces the bike is right off Straight up, Hectic. there's no fixing this thing. No yeah. Leatherman, no, no, <laughs> no MacGyvering this. No MacGyvering this thing. No, yeah, it's, it's toothpick and some bubble gum. It's not going to do <laughs> shit. Yeah, not enough duct tape in the world. <laughs> Man, um, I can't believe what just happened. Like my trip's over. This is it. There's, there's no. Well, there's always going to be that little hope. You can, because anything can be rebuilt. Sure. Just at this point, I know that I cannot ride out of here. I can't, cannot fix yeah. it. Sure. I'm like, this is. Shit. Okay. Now, focus, extracting time. Right. Setcom, start messaging a friend of mine in LA to get the number of the, the, the hotel that I went past, which I mentioned last time, that fancy place um, in the park, um, which is Devon Chenard's friend's place, mm -hmm. or was. Um, and just get the number so that I can, or email so I can mail them, tell them my GPS coordinates so they can come because I don't want, I'm not dying so I don't have to press my SOS button. Does that like send helicopters? So that, yeah, that kind of is supposed to send to anyone, National Guard, whoever's closest, they're going to get the signal and they're going to come. Sure. I don't know, and depends on where you are, they will come, the army will come, whatever. It can cost a lot of money. Sure. It should be covered. It depends on where you are and who's coming. Yeah. It might not. You might have to. So if you are, if I had broken my to my legs or some shits, I would have definitely pressed it and then you pay the money, it doesn't matter. There is insurance with it. Mm -hmm. There's different packages that you sure. can choose. But yeah. So Are I'm the like- the bike's I'm, insured? Uh, later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like busy texting. It's a lot, it, it, it's, there's a bit of a delay on the system. It's not an immediate system because um, it's using GPS. It's not chat, you can't chat. So you've got mm -hmm. your like old school 150, Characters, you got to go, you know, four for four, and, and you know all that. You got to learn all the stuff you remember as a thirteen-year-old kid. Well, I don't have something at thirteen, somewhere around yeah. 16, 18. and uh, you got to remember all that stuff. And, um, my friend sends me the, the email, and I shit you not, I look up and I just see this like glimmering in the distance, and I'm like, and I squint my eyes, and I'm like, what, what's that, you know? And I'm like. Surely that's a truck. So I'm like, okay, cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'll actually show you quick. So <laughs> once like, again. Oh, wait, no, that's the brain damage. Yeah, that is another <laughs> thing. So 
I'm just going to show them a video. Excuse me, but this is a little mud. Yeah, this is the mud. Okay, so that's the mud I hit. Yeah, and then you'll see what's happening next. Seeing a long muddy track. What sounds like wire blowing in the wind? No, it's my boots. (laughs) Pieces of bike strewn across the road. Yeah. Another larger piece. Oh, even bigger. Some, some liquids. Very most sad of, looking GS. Most yeah. of the front of the bike seems to be missing. So that is called a yard sale. <laughs> I mean, all your shit's spread all over the place. <laughs> so that's, all those parts are quite important right. to the running of the vehicle. Well, the bike. So I see this clean stream. And they're coming closer, so I'm like, shit. I grab the like mirror on the ground and I start flashing it <laughs> and it slows down. And I honestly, like it could have, it's like a mirage. It's like, I would have almost believe if it was like a beautiful supermodel with two pints of beer, I'd be, that would be more realistic right. than what's coming towards me. He turns around and drives up and it's a big maintenance truck <laughs> for the park with a crane on it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, wow. this guy comes up and he's looking around there and he's like, <laughs> "This not be cheap." Yo, he just <laughs> he just talks and he just keeps saying "suerte, suerte, suerte," and eventually down the trip, my name became Mister Suerte, which is now in theory my bike's name. Mm-hmm. It might be a bit, um, it might be a little bit, uh, 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 what do you call it, like superstitious or okay. it could it could yeah, bite yeah. me in the future again, but it means Mister Lucky. Swerte okay. means, I don't, I don't think the pronunciation is correct, but Swerte yeah. means lucky. Right. And the guy's like, you're lucky. He's looking at me like almost patting me down. I'm like, no, yeah. you could not have been on that bike. Because <laughs> you can also see where it's gone. It's like flipped. Yeah, it's like right. crashed. So anyway, crane on, guys come to the fancy hotel. Two hours of me sitting in the fucking bag of this thing, just going, what the hell did I do? What the hell did I just do? This, this can't be true. And I'm looking back through the window, just going like, maybe we can fix this thing. This, is, this cannot be the Fingers end. Fingers crossed. This cannot be the end. This cannot be the end. And I'm like, I get to the park, go to, uh, I have to wait for the owner. They take the bike to the maintenance area. So I drop, I, they drop me off at the reception area. So I go to the bar, I have a beer. I'm like, this is just the worst day. The guy's like, what happened? I tell him the story. The guy's like, no way, let me help you. He finds a friend that has the brewery, which, which I went to earlier, that has a friend that builds bikes and this and that. I have to stay the night, but I can't stay in the hotel because it's like, I think it's a $500 or more a night. But, and even if I would, if I had the cash, because technically I still have the cash to get to Alaska, right. <laughs> so I can, but they won't let me even. They're like, oh, you're a motorbike, you would never. I'm like, yeah, I would yeah. never. Yeah. Way too tough, bro. <laughs> who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> like a fancy pillow. Yeah, we would go to a hotel and take a photo through a window. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> so they take me up the road, they put me down, and uh, they, they, uh, they give me a little camp spot, it's $15, sleep that night. One of the most beautiful sun ah, stars I've ever seen. Trying to do some time lapses and stuff. And work up the morning, the whole it's big, beautiful grass mountain, like frozen and like frost. It's just this layer of frost. It's beautiful, and you're like walking like it was, it was beautiful after this like devastating yeah. thing. And I was like, Are you okay. grateful to be alive or pistol for no? When I woke no, when I up to the point where I went yeah. to bed, um, 
I was very pissed off. I was like, you idiots. You know, yeah. that, this, that, no, we can fix it. No, it was that fault. That's that. You know, I blamed everything, couldn't figure it out. And the morning when I woke up, I was like, you're going like, I mean, I had a little pain in my hip or something. And like, it wasn't even bad. I was just like, nah, man, just shut up. Because you like flew through the air yeah. at the age of 35 plus. <laughs> I mean, you must have tucked and rolled automatically or something because like, I, was I could jump off this chair and I would break something. <laughs> <laughs> How fast were you going when you hit the when you hit the mud? I can't say. I mean, anything from sixty to eighty with a little bit of acceleration at the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't looking down at this, and I'm, this does. I mean, maybe a pro bikers would laugh at me or not, but you're not looking at the speedometer at that point. You, sure. Really, in a trip like this, you're feeling it. Yeah. Although I didn't feel it properly, <laughs> but I felt like I did everything right. If my bike was just a little bit higher, I would have got out of that and. You know, a little yeah, bit of, yeah, I would have had a little white knuckle, but I would have been fine. Yeah, no. crashes, bro. Toby Price crashed out of the Dakar now, and he's one of the best riders in the world. So you're in good company, bro. You're in good company. And thank God you're comparing him to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's true. You know, so very grateful. Get there. The bike's frozen. Um, uh, they organize another truck. So I get on the truck. They drive me to town couple of bucks. The guy puts me on a friend of his uh, little motel. I start salvaging parts, parts that can be thrown away, plastics can't be fixed, throwing them away, going through the kit, taking photos, getting serial numbers, all this stuff, starting to line it up, sending it to, um, sending it to LA for parts to just start the process if they need to come down. Um, Starting to speak to my insurance, which they do not cover across borders. Oh. The Chilean border. By the way, I was about five kilometers away from the Argentinian border. Uh. Five kilometers to the right, they would have just sent me a new bike and I would have gone <laughs> just in Chile. It doesn't cover it. And I don't know why. Uh. Little, it says insured, but it's a little thing. And once again, it goes back to the, fuck, the first story. And it's just the border is just. Not great. Right. Um, so anyway, who's important to Argentina and the Chilean, oh, they won't cover it, this and that, and the American covers. Got, oh, the American won't cover it, and my travel insurance won't cover it. So bikes gone almost. Hectic. So I'm doing all the research, checking what new bikes cost. I mean, once again, $40,000, 50 whatever, stupid numbers. Um, I can't even like take all my panniers and necessarily put it on an Africa Twin or something like that, but the Africa Twin was anyway that expensive. I was at this point also going, I'm, I'm gonna buy another bike. Yeah, how can I, how can I finish this? Anything really. Um, but then I also realized I can't leave my bike there because they won't scrap it mm. without making, letting me pay import taxes on the twenty-five or twenty-four thousand dollar bike, which I insured it at. It's not valued at that, but I insured it at that so that I could get a new bike if anything happened. Well, I mean, it is valued at that, but I mean, I've done a lot of miles and there's damage and stuff. But that would cost me a new bike, whatever. That sounded like insurance fraud. <laughs> Did hey. Edit it out. Um, <laughs> moving so, along. Moving, moving along. along. So anyway, I'm now in Gokran five days. The bike guy comes to look at it. He's like, right off. I'm like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, Obviously, you did. <laughs> um, it's the trucks. There's a lot of trucks that go up north empty. They all come south, drop their stuff, and they go north. Hmm. So you can get the deals. But if you ask somebody... They would charge me $100, they'd charge a local $20 or whatever. So now my mission is to get to Osorno, um, where there's a BMW dealership. That was my second stop for tires. You know where you can buy tires. I know I can go there. 
I don't know how many miles away I am, but it's a long, long way. Cochran, taste all the brewery beers, drink all the coffee shops. Like I'm there, all I'm the basically stuck in this town. This tourist, is, I feel like, I don't know, I'm stuck there and tourists are coming in and leaving. I'm meeting them and they're leaving and I'm meeting them and leaving. It's like, I'm just the only guy stuck in this town. And the locals start knowing me, I'll just get to the cafe and bring my cortado and I'm like, thing. you know, like I become furniture. Um, eventually we get a truck that's under $500 or whatever because everyone's trying to rip us off and we find this guy who's going to take me up. And the, the ranger from the park's also going to go up. So that's how we range it. Next town. Uh, we get to the next town. Dumped off, that's as far as they can go. Same story. They've got to wait. The trucks don't leave. They all leave on Thursday and this day and on the, on the Wednesday. Oh, whatever. Tuesday. They've got to wait two days to get on the next truck. Truck after truck after truck after backpackers after backpackers after backpackers. I must have, I think it was 10 different trucks. Yes. I, one of the trucks was a, 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 a this guy's obviously not going to do business, but it was a, <laughs> it was a, a, a coal truck that was empty and just my bike in the back and they left the coal truck on. So by the time we got there, the whole bike was basically frozen. Like it, <laughs> oh, right. It's an empty truck, put it yeah. off. And my bike's oh, frozen, we're like literally picking it off and like ice blocks are falling off. We oh. can't the steering dampers and it's, you know, can't turn. It's like, the guy's like, oh man, the boss, the boss is not <laughs> going to be happy with this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of stories after that, but that's irrelevant. Like, just, it's over and over and over. Eventually get to a sore and home. Take my bike to the BMW dealership and they all just look at it and they're like, no fuck, dude. Hmm. This is not gonna, this is- It's not gonna buff up, bro. This is not gonna buff <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> not gonna use one of those like, little sucker things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and they do me a quote. Their quotes, I think $18,000 to fix the bike. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and then it, and it's gonna take two months. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. I get a quote from LA, fourteen thousand um, dollars to fix, but with a little bit of insurance because I can get the bike there, this and that. And I'm just stuck there. But now it's a mental battle of like, fix two months, continue, but then I'm technically finished with the first leg where I'm supposed to leave my bike either in Panama and LA and go home and then come back. It's just, it's just. Eventually, just came to a point where I had to throw it in the towel. Um, I just, you know, everyone was like, look, the bike is a write-off, but if you leave it here, you're going to pay 40% on this bike. So, with nothing. Then you take it to LA, you at least have scraps that you could sell or something. So, we kind of, I did all the maths over and over and over and over again, like night after night, you sit there, did and everything you, is just becoming more expensive. Did you do the maths on setting the bike on fire and <laughs> just uh, I mean, away? yeah, I, 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 I did actually think about like that. I was wondering about the scrapping, mm. you know, like if the bike just disappeared, would they actually find it? But then Rob told me a story that, that did happen to him. His bike, he was in a crash in Peru or Bolivia, no, Bolivia I think. And it took about a month or two months to fix i don't yeah he even flew back to chicago stayed there for a while and then came back and then got on the bike and then when he got to the border um they were like the bike's been in the country too long you have to pay i don't know maybe it was eight months i don't know what it was right and they wanted to charge him like forty thousand dollars it's a bullshit amount obviously right. to 
release his motorbike. Right. So now that story is in my head. Like, this is how long it's going to sure. take. Something's going to, you know, and um, he actually eventually got, found an agent guy that said he'll do it for $2,000 and they were very dodgy and they took him to the border and then they went inside to talk before he's paid. And he was he like, look left and he's like, that is the border though. Yeah. He's like, I'd rather be on that side than this side because this mm. side I owe a lot of money. <laughs> Not really, but sure. they're going to try for me. That side, I just have to convince them to let me in without a stamp out of that country. Sure. So he might not be able to come back to Bolivia, but he definitely can be in Peru sure. for zero money. Sure. That's not money he owes for them fixing it. That's import. Yeah. It's just yeah. nonsense money. Mm. And he actually just passed over the board. <laughs> and then they got to the other side. He's like, hey, guys, this is the deal. I'm not trying to get in legally. I will turn back. But I'm like, And they, they were like, no, man, cool. Stamp them in. That's amazing. They're like those guys. We hate those dudes. Yeah, yeah. They're probably <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they probably play like soccer matches every yeah. now and then they, they won or something but they let him in so that's in my mind as well like torching the bike or whatever scrapping it yourself like what if you ever come back to Chile and they're like well yeah. mate yeah. here's a 200,000 yeah, you don't know and I mean I doubt that would happen but I just didn't want to ever so anyway decided to you take the bike back to LA Osorno van truck Bucky van truck oh. Bucky I mean I listened to it was this one truck I must have driven for two days, no, a day and a half with this guy and two ferries later. I must have listened to one Phil Collins album because he thought I was, that's the only English one he had. Of course. And one Phil Collins album that he played for me because I'm English and then the rest, he just played all these Spanish like rave songs and he's like, hey, this one is a good one. And I'd be like, next town, because now I'm hungry. I don't want to eat the shitty food anymore. It's all truck stop food. And I'm just like, dude, next town, just stop at any restaurant that is good. I'll pay for everything. It's no problem. Okay, cool. It takes me to a truck stop. Yeah, he's like, no, very good. Ham and cheese. It's horrible. Ham and cheese. Yeah. It was horrible. But anyway. Ferry, dirt road, the worst roads. Like, I mean, you, I thought I was going to die more in the trucks and the cars than I was ever going to mm. on the motorbike. This, I mean, I should actually check. This is, it takes me about a month and a half from crash to Santiago. I think about a month and a half. It takes me just to get the bike from crash to Santiago. Get to Santiago, got to stay there for two days, get an agent once again, got to have an agent. This guy's the slickest guy from all. He's just like, what time you want to leave? Here's, this is what's going to happen. Send me $200, send him $200, done. Meets me at the airport, brings these guys, rip the bike apart, wrap it up, put it on the pallet. There was even like two other things that I didn't take off before. He's like, oh, no, no, that's actually $100 more. Okay. <laughs> Bikes off. He escorts me into the airport, past customs, past all of the guys. It's my worth $200, dude. Yeah, worth $200 on the airplane. And I'm back. And I end up in LA. What's this now? Must be March, April. I think that's somewhere in April. I so you went up. out there in November and now it's April. Uh, December 17th? December 17th. And now it's like April. Jeez. And I've basically from Ushuaia, if, I, if that was my starting point. <laughs> <laughs> like 100 kilometers or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe 500 kilometers. <laughs> Half of it on a ferry. Oh, that's <laughs> and that's the end of my trip. That's and awesome. That was a very long podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>